the musk deers okay which are apparently some kind of deer that exists in russia lucas duda oh the dudes i'm gonna get in a fight he's got prodigious power bro hey good pick but good job by you you gotta be kidding me bro there's only one state of mind you're in you go to the closet and say well tonight feels like a rick porcello kind of night i'm not calling any of my friends i'm going downtown alone <laughs> magic mountain at the man cave yeah. uh the beer will be on me Hi and welcome to West Coast Bias. I'm Brennan Jude. And I'm Jordan Featherman. I like that intro. I do. I think that's an incredible job by you. Yeah, thank you. Really, really great. Not too bad. No. Not too bad. Not too shabby. So this is West Coast Bias, the sports show on KDWG 90.9. Dylan. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Get dog. It. That's that's the earliest <gasps> one yet, I think, right there. Yeah, we must be a full two minutes and five seconds into the show. We already knocked the call sign out. Bang. Obviously, you can tell you're dealing with some veterans of the radio here. Clearly. Uh, also, speaking of some veteran moves, we're on the internet. We are on the internet. That's a vet move. Facebook.com slash West Coast Bias Show. Get there, and uh, we throw our shows up after we're done here. They get up on the internet. You can listen to them there. Listen to them again and again and again, because that's fun. That's over what, and over. Just the way, over and over again. Yeah. Over and over <laughs> again. Well, that's not even close to the right tune, but yeah, mean? anyway. So we're on there. Throw us a like, and we'll toss you a mention on the show. We're also on Twitter, at WCB Show. If you tweet at that account, my fine co-host Jordan Featherman here will be tweeting back at you. That is your own. That is your only Twitter account, right? That is my only Twitter account. I've been getting some uh, public pressure to get my own Twitter account. I can't do it. That's too much work. Too much work. Really? You know, I didn't even set up the West Coast Bias one. No, you didn't. I'm not sure I... You know, and I, I kind of like the uh, the anonymous feel the West Coast Bias Sports Show right. Twitter has. Because really, every once in a while, I'll tweet something out that's just stupid. Right. And I'll get some, some verbal hate about it. Some people will really get after me about it. And I just say, you know, that was Brennan. Clearly that wasn't even here. me. That yeah. wasn't even me. Right. It's well, nice uh, to have that in the yeah. back pocket. Don't, don't let my co-host's like, inability to be technologically savvy uh, disturb you by any means. It's pretty easy to set up a Twitter account if you don't have one already. <laughs> it's really, really easy. Yeah. So you can get on there. Under 140 characters, talk to Jordan about sports or pretty much any other correspondence as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, re I'll reply to anything. Yeah. He's bored. I'm not picky. <laughs> And we'll also toss you a mention on there as well. Uh, if you want to get us at more than 140 characters, we have an email. The West Coast Bias Sports Show inbox. Yeah. It's uh, West Coast. What up? It's West Coast Bias Show at gmail.com. That's West Coast Bias Show at gmail.com. And uh, talk to us there. Say, hey, guys, I want you to talk about a little something, something. What's going on with this? Hey, random sports reference. And I can assure you that that email account is checked daily. It is, clearly. <laughs> Just vigilant on that. Oh, daily. <laughs> uh, we're also on iTunes. West Coast Bias Show in the iTunes store. Search that. Click subscribe. And it'll download right to your uh, your iPod and iTunes library. 
you can listen to us on a nice jog as it's getting sunny out. And do me a favor, if you're an iTunes downloader, like I know most of you are, go ahead and put a review in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, we only got three reviews right now, and one of them's about Scotty. Yeah. Our basketball correspondent, Senior Taco Willis. Uh, go ahead and type in a review. You're not going to yeah. hurt our feelings, you know? I'd like, really appreciate five stars, though. Well, yeah. I know. mean, of course. If you're going to. If you're downloading the show, we're assuming... You like the radio. <laughs> you like so. you like the five star programming right here between the talent and Statman. Mm-hmm. Me being the talent and my co host Brennan being Statman. <laughs> Statman. Brennan, do we have any new Facebookers? I don't think so. No, because Facebook's dying and it's not cool to be on Facebook anymore. It's really not. I'm never on Facebook anymore. I don't even own one. Yeah. Yeah, I deleted go. that business. Do we have a new Twitter? Follower? We do have a new Twitter follower. Uh, at WSJ News Update. And for those of you that aren't in the know, that WSJ would stand for the Wall Street Journal. Ooh. Yeah, that Twitter account is all the latest news from Wall Street. Obviously, they listen to the show and see that we're very savvy on Wall Street. I mean, both me and Brennan have bankrolled ourselves the last couple of years just off fine moves on Wall Street. Making Buying moves. a stock, selling it real quick, just, you know, pocketing a quick thousand and change. Making moves, FTJ. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, obviously, Wall Street Journal knows that we know. Uh-huh. And now, uh, giving us the follow. I like it. They haven't got the follow back yet. You know, I'm getting a little a little cautious with my follows. You ain't no follow back, girl? No, I ain't no follow back, girl. Man, you turned every song into like a 70s, 80s like jazz. I was listening routine. to the Motown <laughs> Pandora station today. I'm in, the, I'm in the mood. Ain't no follow back, girl. Brennan, today is a sauce Saturday. That it is. Because we like a sauce. A drip in that chocolate. 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 The sauce. Now, if you don't know who the sauce is, obviously you haven't been watching the Chicago Bulls play as of late. Brennan, I'm honoring the sauce by wearing his Chicago Bulls J shirt. We are, of course, talking about Kyle the Cooch Corver. And uh, when the Cooch hits a three, we pretty much always yell, Cooch Sows. The Cooch Sows. And Cooch has been out of his mind the last two games. It felt only right to give him some love on the show. Hitting at a high clip. I mean, the guys, he went five for six uh, versus the Heat from three-point line and three for five versus the Knicks, uh, 17 points against Miami. And all those threes are huge. Oh, yeah. Every shot he's hit the last two games has been a game changer. And the way they use him in the offense, that makes sense. But – he was the key against the Knicks. Oh, completely. Derrick Rose wasn't playing, and the Cooch, I mean, he had three blocks. The defensive effort was just apparent. He got dirty onto the floor and uh, made a nice little pass down low for a dunk. I mean, the Cooch has really been flowing. Awesome. The sauce is flowing left and right right now, and it's amazing to see a guy like this who has kind of been uh, just a role player, regaled to getting like 15 minutes a night for most teams and getting the open threes and then get him out of there before somebody can exploit him defensively. But these last two games, he's been hustling. He's been blocking shots, like you said, shooting the ball just amazingly well. And if you're a Bulls fan, this is good. This is very good because last year in the playoffs, the cooch sauce was most definitely not flowing. No. The tap was turned off. Uh, If the cooch sauce is at an all-time high like it has been during the playoffs, that gives the Bulls another person to run out there late in the second quarter, early in the third. And it makes him a dangerous team, different team. Yeah, uh, and Kyle Korver, you know, he's no spring chicken exactly. He's uh, in his eighth year at a Creighton. 
Creighton. Creighton University. And he's actually having such a good week. Uh, NikeBasketball.com has proclaimed him the baller of the week. Really? Baller of the week. Baller of the week. Kyle Korver. Unfortunately, he's no longer the baller ever at Creighton University. No. Doug McDermott <laughs> snatched that banner right away from him. Quickly. It used to be, you know, Creighton University was cooch sauce. Not anymore. The Sows. The Sows is flowing. Left and right for Chicago Bulls. And it's great to see a guy like that play because when he's knocking down shots, you can not You can have like a hand in his face, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. two hands, whatever, give him a little shove. Man, he's just matter. locked in the zone and just knocking down shots. My favorite is when uh, there's a defense of three seconds in the key, right when the cooch comes in. So he gets that one free throw. Just, the, you know, just giving the cooch one up. little look at the rim. Uh-oh. Mm. Yeah, you better pull back on the reins. Cooch gets one look. Can't let him taste blood. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. You're listening to the West Coast Bias Sports Show. We are the only sports show that started with a biscuit, but now we got a loaf. loaf. Yes. (laughs) Ricky Rose, who might be one of the worst people to follow on Twitter ever. He's pretty rough. A little annoying, yeah. He's been real close to getting the axe. Really? Real close. Speaking of West Coast Bias Show, Jordan, Uh-oh. if you're a big West Coast Bias Show fan, we do have T-shirts and other sorts of women's wear that you can get at uh, wcbshow.spreadshirt.com. It's the only place for your West Coast Bias Show swag needs. Swag, swag, swag. 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 That's uh, what all the young gohards are wearing right now. Yeah, that's what they do. That's how they roll. Uh, we do have new tanks and T-shirts oh, and we got women's tanks? wear. We got tanks. We got tanks? Oh, yeah. I'll be putting an order in tonight. Pretty sweet, and we got a, a high qual, heavy duty T-shirt. Oh, heavy duty. It's a little. It's like three dollars more expensive than the fifteen dollar. So, just just letting you know there. But it's definitely worth it because it is high qual, high well, qual. And stuff. I mean, if you're wearing the West Coast Bias Sports Show clothing line, yeah, you only expect the highest of quality. I mean, that's that's just apparent. I mean, Louis Vuitton and Jordache and all that stuff. Yeah, Louis Vuitton can't even stand Come on. to us. Come on. Yeah. West Coast Basha. What is that? Well, this is Jennifer Spencer wearing the latest line of West Coast Basha gear. It is a heavy-duty T-shirt, 100% cotton, uh, with the lettering started with a biscuit. Now they got a loaf on the back and at WCB show as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited about the tanks. I'm definitely ordering two. What kind of colors we got on the tanks? Uh, I think just the normal color spectrum. Probably gonna have gray and white, black, red. You what know, about just... red. Red's kind of my color. You could do red. And I look good in a red tank top. Could do it. I'm just saying. Hold up, hold a trigger on that Put one. Put the headband on. <laughs> We're there. Absolutely. Man, we've had a uh, we've had some issues the past couple of days. You know, uh, mainly speaking, food wise. Oh yes, we have. You yes, we have. Mean? Uh, before we get into this, Brennan, I would like to say that I got I got jobbed by Safeway the other day, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm not very pleased about it. I haven't returned to do any more shopping since. The Cheez-Its were buy one, get one free, and I know you enjoy a Cheez-It every once in a while. They're pretty good. The white so cheddar. The white that, ched. That's what I went. I went white cheddar, and white I went normal good. ched. I mm-hmm. thought I was getting buy a box, get one free. I definitely paid for two boxes of Cheez-Its. I returned home with one box of Cheez-Its. Unbelievable. And yet you didn't go back. No, because by the time I got home, I, I'd already got home, settled into my sleepy pajamas. Right. And I started putting away the groceries and realized <laughs> I just got jobbed a box of Cheez-Its. <laughs> unbelievable. That sucks. Yeah, unbelievable. That sucks. <laughs> and that wasn't, even, that wasn't even the worst of it. The same Safeway trip. I decide, you know what? I'm going to pop off on a freshetta, naturally rising, take home and bake pizza. What kind? 
Well, I went uh, Hawaiian, Ugh. which is Canadian bacon and pineapple. Now, I know my fine co-host, Statman, Brennan Juden, does not enjoy and has a problem with any sort of fruit on a pizza. It doesn't belong. Why is fruit, which is cold usually, and citrusy on pizza, which is mm-hmm. salty usually, and hot? We, we un- yeah. Doesn't un- make any sense. Understood, Brennan. Explain but it to it, me. It is delicious. Disgusting. Okay, it overpowers the entire pizza. So what I thought was I would take the pineapple and conveniently spread them on half the pizza as to make a half Canadian bacon. Half Hawaiian. Which is, makes sense. Which yeah. is something you yeah. would eat. You would eat that half Canadian oh, heck bacon. Yeah. Get down on that. So we get home, and I'm ready to pop this baby in the oven. I open the box, and to my absolute disgust, I find there's only two slices of pineapple on the whole pizza. <laughs> We're talking about – I've just I've never seen anything like it. I open the box, Brendan. I'm ready to just pop this thing in the oven. I already got it preheated, full hundy. <laughs> There's two slices of pineapple, not three, not four, not even eight, which is manageable. There's two. Yeah, and we twit-picked a picture on our Twitter. If you go to our Twitter, at WCB Show on Twitter, so you just go to twitter.com slash WCB Show. It'll pop up there, and uh, it's funny. It's sealed and everything, and there's just there's two lonely pieces of pineapple just resting. I was disgusted. And we actually uh, talked to Freshetta. We tweeted at Freshetta and said, hey. No, 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 no. Or you did. No, nay. Oh, actually, yeah, you I did. think I did. I I, can't, I I just put them in the Freshetta pizza because their Twitter account is at Freshetta. Uh-huh. So I just said I bought a Freshetta pizza, but I did the at Freshetta there. Yeah. So it's like an indirect tweet to right. them. You know, I didn't say, hey, Freshetta, you know. Nevertheless. And the uh, the Twitter train started rolling here. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And the power of Twitter. We picked a picture of the uh, – the pizza, and it's only two pieces of pineapple. And uh, Freshetta got back at us. Yeah, Did very, they ever? Very apologetic. Uh, the, the original tweet back was just, a, hey, we'd love to rectify the situation. And they gave me a little link. And I clicked on it. It was a little, you know, what, like a suggestion box, yeah. complaint form. So I filled it out. I wrote a strongly worded letter right. about my disgust <laughs> over buying a Hawaiian pizza with two slices of pineapple. I mean, what's the point? Just put Canadian bacon on the box. That's not. Oh, and, and the thing, the, the funny thing about this is the box in giant letters, three quarters of the box is now with 75% more Canadian bacon. And nowhere on the box, and I think you were the one who tweeted this joke originally, so footnote you. Nowhere on the box does it say, and 75% less pineapple. <laughs> yeah. Which is essentially what happened here. You know, if there would have been eight pineapple slices, I would have been okay with it. Nevertheless, Freshetta has agreed to give us a coupon. For a future purchase of a shred of pizza. Woo! Yes, that's in the mail. We can expect that in two to three weeks. It'll probably be back like right when school gets out, so it'll be summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Free pizza in the summer. What? In the summertime. And the feeling's right. Can I get some Bob Marley? Hey, hey, play that Bob. Uh, If you were listening to the intro, you heard Brendan cut up some, some audio. A little bit. On my guy, The Dudes. Lucas Duda. Duda. He of the prodigious power. Dude. I just want to – Lucas Duda is obviously a West Coast Bias fan. Well. It's apparent. Totally. Um, after being named in the uh, players to watch West Coast Bias MLB preview, Duda responded with two giant taters. Yes, on the seventh. Two taters against the Braves. Can't knock the guy. No. Can't knock the hustle. Um, He was not mentioned in the West Coast Bias sports show earlier this week. So he promptly went on a one for seventeen skid, 
before he heard the West Coast Bias Sports Show was coming back today with a so Saturday. So he went two for four with a bomb and a double against the Phillies today. Wait. Wait. Are you making this some sort of, like, baseball jinx? No. No, 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 no. Is this something so those musk deer can do well? No. That would be like a reverse jinx. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not. Jordan. I'm not. The musk deers could use the help, though. Mm -hmm. They're having a rough opening of the season. Okay. I think right now they're down on the digital scoreboard. Right. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just saying you heard the dudes is a West Coast Bias Sports Show fan. It's apparent. Okay. That's all. all right. That's all. If, if that's what you're trying to say. Proof's in the pudding. You know, he's mentioned like, once two taters, goes one for 17 with no mentions, and then today he knows he's going to get mentioned two for four. All right. Well, double. you know, I didn't want to report you for a violation of any sort, Jordan. Oh, speaking of violations, Brennan. You got some for us? I want to self-report some violations. Oh, no. Just I want to self-report them right now as to kind of uh, hopefully not get – okay, yeah, go for it. I think it is. Breaking news. Apparently breaking news here. I'm self-reporting some violations. Uh, I, I want to get the mercy of the committee here. If I, I figured if I just took the banner and uh, self-reported them right now, I would probably skate away here. The first, Brendan, is just a minor violation. Uh, over the last three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, I've never owned a parking pass at the University of Montana Western. Nope. Because uh, I never knew where you go, and no one would take me. And they just kept telling me, it's down that hall and in that building. And I just, you know. It is really easy. It seems like a lot of work, and no one would take me. Super so easy. I, just, I never was able to do that. But my buddy, Thomas, friend of the show, Tomsky Tomsky. Anderson, Tomsky. He gave me his parking pass at the end of last year, and I've just been kind of using that one. I want to report that I've parked in the Western parking lot three times in the last week with that old parking pass. Oh. Uh, I've been really, really just skating temp- tempting fate. Yeah. Tempting fate on a parking ticket. So I wanted to just self-report that violation. I think that's a minor violation. That's a minor. And I believe that just that happens. self-reporting it right now that there should be no more I punishment. mean, parking passes are free. So. It's a little late in the year now for a parking pass, yeah. you know. So I, I figure... I think as long as you have one up, that counts. That, that, that's what I thought. So I don't think any more punishment okay, should that's be doled that's out fine. on that violation. That's fine. It's a self-report, you know, coming to, coming clean. The second, Brennan, is probably a major violation. Yikes. Um, I've begun using performance-enhancing drugs. What? Yeah. Um, we're not talking about my, uh, my coffee habit. Mm, and some, that's well documented. Some would say that caffeine would be a performance enhancer. I'm I'm talking about uh, some hair issues. Uh, we discussed last show that my hair has reached that medium length in between long and short, where it becomes unmanageable. Yep. I was trying to fend that off, and uh, I dipped into the hair gel. Oh no! Yeah. Oh yeah. no! Yeah. Thursday and Friday, I the gelled gel. it up a little bit. Um. Wow. I'm just trying to get a little creative in my styling, you know, and. Wow. My hair is uh, not straight. You know, it's very curly and uh, hard to deal with. Really hard to manage. Mm-hmm. And the the gel, I I just you know I was looking at, it, I was like you know I'm just gonna give it a shot. I never have before. And uh, I just you know probably a major violation. And uh, 
repeat offense Thursday, Friday. Wow. I just want to fall back on the sword. Back, huh? I, I just want to fall on the sword what right now. Doing? Just report the violations. What are you doing? I know. I know. Just, just right in the front. Not a lot. Not a lot of jail. Just, just uh, you know, laying it down a little bit and then giving it a little perk up there in front. Right. I, I just I don't know feel, about that. I feel like that's a major violation. That is. I don't know. I don't know what to say right now. I feel guilty about it. Um, wow. Whatever people are feeling about the situation, I can guarantee you I feel worse. Yeah. Um, I hate to admit it, but, you know, I caught myself looking in the mirror like, you know, dang, I look good with some gel, baby. Your hair is bad and you should feel bad. You know, it's just, it's a major violation. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for mercy from the committee. You know, I, hey, I'll, I put, I'll it put it in a good word. I had to get it out. I'll put it in a good word for you, I, I guess. Had, I had to get it out. You, he who walks on water apparently yeah, has no violations. Nothing. I got important. nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. I like to drink some uh, energy drinks every once in a while, but that's fine. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm going to wean myself off the performance enhancers, but you know, I got a full work week next week. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, I can't promise them on Monday when I get out of the shower and I'm, I'm, you know, trying to get that hair to be manageable. I, I can't promise that the gel's not going to come into play. You know, I know there's going to be a question where I look at myself in the mirror like, are you really going to do it? You're going to gel that baby up. You're going to be looking at yourself in the mirror and the mirror's going to be talking back to you? No, it's going to be one of those. Jordan, you're going to be talking to the man in the mirror? I'm looking in the man in the mirror. Now, that that's a real. I nailed that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Nailed it. <sighs> so Jordan, you came last night. You were walking around the house, and you were, you know, just brainstorming. I guess a little inspirado. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, you're like, dude, I got this great idea for a new segment on the show. I was like, what is it, Jordan? You're like, is it true? Is it true? Now, Brennan, all West Coast bias fans know that I have a certain affinity. For celebrity gossip. <laughs> a little bit. I don't know why, but they make me laugh, and I think it's interesting, uh, these celebrities and how perfect they are and all that. So I, I was trying to figure out a way. Somewhere, where... somewhere deep-rooted in the uh, medium-length curly hair and the hair is Bulls fans right? fanaticness is a 17-year-old girl just wanting to know what's going on with J-Lo and... Oh, I don't really care Brangelina about Brangelina and all that, huh? I don't care about the gym. Something going on with that? Uh, I can't promise that Bran- Brangelina. What is it? Brangelina? Yeah, I think so. I can't promise Brangelina is not going to make an appearance in all right. the so, initial true. Do you want to explain what this segment is? Uh, real basic, Brendan. Right. I'm going to read a story, okay. give you a synopsis here mm-hmm. of a recent celebrity gossip news event, and then I will ask you the simple question, is it true? And you will tell me if it's true or false. All right. Very simple. Number one. All right. Bat and lead off. Jennifer Love Hewitt and my personal number one for an incredible 11-year run uh, got knocked off the top spot by Katy Perry this year, who's getting pushed by Miley Cyrus. Now, just just mention them. Recently admitted that she has a huge crush on Maroon 5 lead singer Adam Levine. It's Levine or Veen? Levine? Levine? I think it's Levine. Levine? Adam Levine? Okay, fine. Whatever. Let's go with that. Levine responded by saying that it was very flattering. Yeah. But he seemingly rejected JLH flatly. Wow. Brendan, I ask you, is it true? Well, if I'm looking at this situation, I see a starlet that really never reached her uh, her ceiling. Whoa. Whoa. Never did. Whoa. Underachieving. She underachieved. 
And what? now, and now she wears Ghost Whisper for like nine years. You kidding me? I didn't see a single episode. Or oh, my mom's to. a huge fan. Huge fan. Cool. It's, it's, it's hey, not, I can watch Ghost Whisperer all day. Not very good. I'm just saying. There with those cans. What? What? What network was that even on? Uh, uh yeah. Life, Lifetime. Yeah, maybe? exactly. NBC. Doesn't... No, that might have been an NBC. No, come on. That might have been major, really? major cable television. Either way, you okay. see. Continue. And uh, is it true? Her, her her career's kind of on the decline right now. I'd say she's getting up there in years. Uh, Adam Levine's Levine is a big pop star. You know, he's done. His, she's done the single solo career. He's in the Maroon Five thing for about a couple of years. Kind of mixing and mashing now. Getting pretty big. I, he's even been on a Kanye song. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think it's definitely true. It makes a lot of sense wow. to me. It is true. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt was recently on the Ellen DeGeneres show uh, promoting her new hit TV series, The Client List, which, hold on, listen to what's going on on The Client List. She is a massage therapist who gives happy endings. <laughs> That's wow. the show. And, uh, now, this is on Lifetime. Okay. So wait, okay. I, was, I was right on that one? You were right on that one. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I deserve it. Yep. Too kind. Thank you. Too kind. Thank uh, you. Levine had a public breakup with his Russian supermodel girlfriend, Annie Vitniska. I can't read it. Don't you hate when that it starts with a V. Uh, last week, so the timing might be a little poor, but regardless, I think he's crazy for not taking a run at JLH. She's just looking for like a rebound or something. Well, or she's I, looking to be. I, I, don't, I, I just can't believe Levine's or Levine's not going to take a don't take you, a run out here. Don't you just hate it when you break up with your supermodel Russian girlfriend? And Jennifer Love Hewitt goes public that she's got a huge crush on you. Such a pain in the butt. I know, you know. I know. It's terrible. It's the worst. Can we move on? Number two. All right. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are in the news. Okay. And they are apparently ending their relationship after a pretty incredible run of seven years and six children. This is all due to Pitt's wandering eye and Jolie's recent run as being certifiably nuts. Allegedly. Mm. Pitt began wondering about his future right. after Jolie's uh, ridiculous night at the Oscars showing off that left leg. A lot of leg. Brendan, I ask you, is it true? A lot of leg, a lot of leg. Well, I got to say, I think it's false. Brendan, it is false. Instead, Pitt and Jolie are getting married. Yeah. Yeah, you're two for two. Woo! They're getting married. I know. Finally. Really makes me wonder what's wrong with Pitt if he hasn't really lost all his marbles at this point. I think he's just kind of pursuing. Get get off the pot when the going's good, right? Well, no. I think what he's doing right now, he's just uh, kind of settling in right now. He's settling Uh in right now. He's kind of becoming that Robert Redford of our generation, I guess. Wow. You know he's he's gonna start directing wow. soon, probably probably take a younger buck under his under his wing, do a spy movie with him. Just thinking, mm-hmm. just thinking. Two for two, Brennan. You're doing pretty good. Last story. All right, we got Kim Kardashian, uh, the worst woman on the face of the planet, mm-hmm. has recently taken up with Kanye West. Yep. This seems surprising as Kim's constant need for attention clashes directly with Kanye wanting to be the center of attention. Nevertheless, the two have been dating for the past two weeks. Brennan, I ask you, is it true? That they've been dating? Mm-hmm. Yes. It is true. Woo! Yes. Woo! Woo! 
Now, Kanye's been doing some romantic S and wooing Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am, however, already hearing from my sources that the two might be heading towards Splitsville. Really? Yeah, Kanye's got a, a European tour here. Who's that? I don't know. Okay. Kanye's got a European tour here with Jay-Z, and he invited Kim. said, hey, Kimmy, why don't you come on tour? And Kim said, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Kanye heard through the grapevine that Kim's going to bring the uh, reality camera. Of course she is. It's Kim Kardashian. She's going to look to get some monetary value out of everything in her life. Kanye got pretty upset and uh, uninvited her. Wow. Anyway, Kanye. Uh, I'm hearing coming towards Splitsville. In uh, Kanye's latest song, he actually threw a diss at Chris Humphreys. Of course he did. He said Chris Humphreys is lucky that uh, Kanye didn't have Jay drop him. Drop him? Yeah. So, and also, let me remind you that uh, Jay Z is like a 1.3% owner of the Nets. So The Brooklyn Nets. Come on. And how long will they be the Nets? No one knows. No one knows. But uh, something tells me he couldn't have Jay drop him, especially when he's one of the best rebounders in the league. Jay's got the ear of Mikhail Prokhorov, though, Brandon. It's obvious. 1.3%. It's apparent <laughs> that Jay Z is a vocal owner of that team. I think you're crazy thinking otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Jay-Z runs that team. Oh, drop Chris Humphreys. The Rock is in the building. I'm, no. Start Johan Petro. Be like, Prokhorov. I'm surprised we haven't had, you know, like. Yo, Mikhail. He's your boy. And the Rock. The I'm, rock. Su- I'm surprised uh, Jay-Z hasn't uh, put out some kind of song that was like the Nets anthem, you know. <laughs> Gonna get the number one pick. <laughs> oh, what? No, we're not. We sold it to the Trailblazers. What? I'm so rich. I got money. Beyonce. Holla hove. Just a guess. Wow. Butterfingers over this is amazing. So. Hold on. Now, before we uh, welcome my younger brother, Tato Featherman, in to the uh, West Coast Bias Sports Show sauna, I want to say that Tato went a little Hollywood on us today. Oh, did and, he ever? And almost rejected. Our invitation to be on the show. Yeah. He only accepted after we told him that uh, Senior Taco, our basketball correspondent, Scotty Willis, was chomping at the bit to get on. Well, and it sounded like in the background he was at some kind of party or yeah, something. Yeah, I think he People might be in the up background. There. I don't know. And he's like getting angry at us when we're trying to ask him. He's like, whoa, guys, whoa. You know, and like we're stepping on his feet or something. I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to not get on here and really Hollywood. underperform because he, his head's obviously not in the game. Hollywood, over obviously. Here. Hollywood. Okay. Anyway, well, so let's is, let's hit his intro. Just Tato's Fave Five. Tato's Fave Five. Tato's Fave Five. Your defense has really been shaky lately. Either play better or call in set. You like popsicles? <laughs> That's why. Don't eat shrimp. Tato's Fade 5. All right, Tato. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. So, uh, did you have time to give us a little Fade 5 action? Yep, I got it down, man. I think it might actually be a good one. All right. Lead it off with number one, Tato. Number one, I just want to stress the point that it is suck for luck, not suck for RG3. Rob, or Andrew Luck is the first overall pick. 
People are saying there's controversy. No, no, shut up. <laughs> Andrew Luck is the number one pick. I gotta agree with you there. I, I love how some of these uh, sports heads and figures are like, well, we gotta make some kind of drama about this draft because everybody knows who's number one pick, Andrew Luck. Oh, but RG3 is such a great combo. Come on. I agree. I agree with that. I co-sign. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. N- number two, Taylor. Number two. The Saints are screwed without their head coach. They, they need him. He is the manager. Without the manager, things go haywire. You got a step-in manager. He doesn't know what's going on. You need your manager. You get rid of him for a season, things going to go crazy. I do not predict the Saints to have a good season. And their offseason was not that good. They lost a couple players. They didn't really gain any big names. I'm calling a rough season for the Saints, my friends. Now, Tato, you're responding to the news that Sean Payton's been suspended for the whole year due to the bounty program. Also, Joe Vitt, who's been named the interim head coach in Sean Payton's absence, has been suspended the first six games, which presents a situation never before seen in major sports where we're going to have an interim, interim coach for the first six games. And uh, wasn't it wasn't it rumored that the Big Tuna was going to be? Uh, Big Tuna to turn, turned it down. Yeah. yeah. The Tuna turned it down. So, Tato, have you applied to be the interim, interim coach yet? Not yet. I think I think I'll wait for another interim, interim opportunity in 10 years before I get my... Burger, it may not happen. It may me. not happen. I think, Tato, what the, the move here is, you send them your Madden NCAA football uh, resume. Yeah. Say, listen, online, I am untouched. Show them the offense. Show them what you're going to do. Yeah. Just give them a little taste, though, not the whole, not the whole book. So you know, just taste. go into that interview, Tato, and sell them on you. Yeah. You know, make them want you. I, I think, Tato, I think you're a great candidate for the interim, interim position. You know, maybe a assistant coach for quality control. Yeah. You know, that looks good on a business card. That does. Yeah, I think you're there. All right, Burger J, Tato Featherman, what's number three, my man? Number three, and much like Dwyer's short game, it's not going to work out. His Broncos <laughs> are not contenders the broncos are not contenders they're not contenders no sir okay even with uh that bucket head peyton manning starting a quarterback honestly in my opinion and i know i haven't been on lately to talk about this but i think peyton is done i do oh. not think he's gonna have a good season and if he does i don't think he's gonna be able to pull out the big super bowl well, i don't think he will well hey like eli says life is like a box of chocolates Tato. you know never know what you're gonna get yeah, but when you have a guy who has neck surgery and has sat a whole season, I mean, I have seen some of his tapes where he's practicing at Duke or wherever, and he was looking kind of good, but all I'm saying, it's a new setting. It's kind of cold in Denver. going to be cold on his old bones. I just don't think Peyton can pull it out, man. Taylor, it looks to me like you're overlooking the fact that Peyton Manning doesn't need to use his neck. He's like a hammerhead shark. He's got those eyes. On the side of his face, he can see the whole field without even turning his head. So does the neck even present a problem? I mean, he's like a hammerhead shark out there. You get a big defender who puts a little hit on Peyton, his neck's going to be hurt, especially in that nice cold Denver weather. Oh. Oh. I think the only correlation between hammerhead sharks and the Mannings is their eyes are both looking different ways. That's what I'm saying. Peyton doesn't have to turn his head to see the whole field. He's he's Mm -hmm. got those hammerhead eyes. All right. Tato, number four on the Fave Five. Now, number four, this one's personal. This one is personal. 
Tim Tebow will not start over Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez is a USC um, player, and that, that, that's my team. He will not start over Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez may have had a rough season last year, but he's going to come through, and he's going to pull this thing out. Now, Tato, I'd agree with you. I think old Sanchito is right on the precipice of a big year. A big year for the Sanchito. I'm thinking starting quarterback for the AFC in the Pro Bowl, for sure, on a lock. Wow. Which means he's not playing in the Super Bowl. Wow. Nevertheless, I think the addition of Tebow is just going to spurn the old Sanchito. Wow. I think it's going to get the emotional juices flowing. I think he's going to say, you know what? F you. F you. You don't think I can be a quarterback in New York. I think old Sanchito's on pace for, I don't know, maybe, maybe a 30-touchdown season, Brennan. Wow. Maybe 4,000, 5,000 yards passing. I think. Sanchito. I, you know, that's that's great. You guys like USC guys. But it is New York. And the first errant pass that old Sanchito tosses into a defender's palms, the crowd's going to turn on him. And they're going to start hearing the chants of Tebow. Man, Brennan, it doesn't Tebow. matter. It doesn't matter. Tebow. When you've defended the walls of Troy, a few New York fans yelling at you is nothing. Oh, it's it's not, just a drop in the bucket. It's not a few. It's everybody. It's going to be papers. Brennan, what I'm saying is this TV. man with a shield and sword in hand doesn't has matter. defended the walls of Troy against all oncomers. His shield and sword are aluminum. Foil. Oh, oh. Come on. Watch your mouth. What the heck are you talking about? Walk your bike. So you know, Unbelievable. <laughs> I think Tebow will get a start this season. Wow. He'll get a shot. Unless, unless it's an injury, Brennan, I have to. He'll get, a, he'll get a shot. I'm I'm with our junior NFL correspondent, the smartest man in the room, Tato Featherman, on this one. On a team that dr- that just thrives with drama, I can't see it not happening. All I'm saying is Sanchito, greater than Tebow. Now, for Brennan, that means Sanchito, alligator. Alligator. Tebow. Yep. Uh, Tato, what is number five? Number five is how elite Tom Brady is going to be this season. Not only does he have his same wide receivers from last season, but the Patriots did a phenomenal job of bringing in new, younger wide receivers for him to throw to. I think, as last year, you're going to see the Patriots go really deep in the playoffs and have a good season. And Tom Brady... Maybe one of his best statistical seasons yet. Ooh, Take wow. a note, Statman. I don't want to. I got you. I'm writing it down. A little shot at Statman, then. I don't think so. A little shot. Yeah. I think so. Uh, Tato, can you give me some uh, some examples? I mean, who'd they bring in? Who's the big pickup here? I don't have that down for you, but I'm. <laughs> but all I'm saying is I know that they brought in a ton, like maybe four or five really young solid wide receivers a little lack of research going on here brennan that's probably all that partying he's doing. yeah really what are you at just a crazy mountain dew party or what's going on uh, you could say so really oh really just another saturday in tato land you just down in some mountain dews with the bros yeah man wow i you know tato i think it affected your uh, research today i think the first four dynamite stuff you know what we've come to expect from our cleanup hitter on the West Coast Bias Sports Show, but yeah. that last one, not knowing the receivers, man, that that's a that's serious rough. red flag. It's rough. I know it's rough. I know. I know. I was I was researching, and then I was almost ready, and then I got the number back from you guys because I put the wrong phone number in my phone. 
Wow. Man. And, uh, and, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Wow, speechless. Wow. He's speechless, too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bad. It was a bad move on my behalf. <laughs> All right, well, Tato, uh, we thank you for joining the West Coast Bias Sports Show. Chin up. Yeah, chin up. Chin up. Don't I let it. say one thing before I go. All right. If this is a, if this is a, sh- hey, hey, if this is a shot at me. It's not, it's not. Okay. Because you're skating on thin ice, buddy. You got two strikes right now. Okay. I just want him, I just want him to know I'm rooting for him to grow a couple inches. You know, maybe get up there with me. <laughs> just hope seeing your taco grows, man. Oh. <laughs> well, this has been Tato's Fave 5 on the West Coast by a show. Uh, Tato, what's your Twitter handle? It's at Tato Feather. All right, so you can get him on Twitter, at Tato Feather, for all your football news and Scotty Willis hate. All right. Thanks, Tato. Thanks, Tato. You guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did that. He just, he just went there, Jordan. Yeah, a little shot there. At, little shot. Little little shot at our basketball me? correspondent, Senior Taco. Uh, Tato's essentially saying that he wants uh, Senior Taco to be able to ride the big boy rides at the fair. Wow. Well, you know, Scotty's always had that problem. A little rough there. That wasn't. Those 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 high restrictions are just arbitrary, anyway. He was throwing shots. I mean, he he, he threw post. one at Dwyer there, oh, and then he he hit a little one, little little jab, little verbal jab at you. I felt like he take was just, notes, Statman. I, I mean, he was that's just having me remember it. I, I don't. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Mister Hollywood Tato Featherman. Yeah, seriously. Who's this guy? All right. Well, for all you NFL fans. You're lucky that Tato's around. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, we went to talk about the NFL again today. I mean, we didn't even touch on the bounty program, Brennan. Yeah. We just overlooked the whole thing. Well, I feel like everybody is already inundated with everything about that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's all over the place. We like to touch on things that you don't normally hear on the radio. You know, like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. The client list, Brennan. I'm just saying. Maybe it gets a probationary look at the man cave. She is a massage therapist who gives out happy endings, Brennan. Really? That's... I really, I feel like that. That's the synopsis of the show, bro. While, while that may not be in the same realm, but I feel like plenty of other <clears throat> quote unquote movies have been made with the same basis. Well, oh, this isn't a movie. This is a lifetime original TV series. I know. So you get all the quality normally associated with lifetime television and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Just saying. That's, that's I, I think you're sleeping on it. <laughs> I want you to, I want somebody to write that down and like have you read it off and look at it, what you just said. The quality you get from Lifetime. Okay? Yeah, all the quality you expect you from quality a Lifetime. You put Lifetime television. in the same. All the quality. Okay, yeah. just thought I'd point that out. Really well done. Yeah, so yep. there's something. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we have about. Moving on. Moving on. We have about a, what, a week and a half, weekish? Yeah, yeah, we're right about 10 days. About 10 days left. Until in the-, the greatest show in television starts, Brendan. Yeah, before you cut me off, I was talking about the NBA playoffs. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the uh, so we figure we're gonna give you a little playoff preview of what it's shaping out to be right now. A very early, very NBA early playoff preview. So starting in the East, uh, the right now what the one versus eight seed would be is uh, Chicago versus the Sixers. I just want to mention, Brendan, that we really only have two things clear. Uh huh. And that's the top two spots in each conference. We oh, know completely. that it's going to be some combination of the Bulls, Heat, and East, 
and the Thunder and the Spurs in the West. And everybody has about six or seven games left in their schedule, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how some of this shapes out. We'll talk about, uh, after we've covered um, the matchups and whatnot, we'll talk about the the eight-seed possibilities for both conferences because Mm -hmm. they could go either way, and a lot of things could happen. A lot of things up in the air. Yes, indeed. So right now, the one versus eight right now would be Chicago versus Philly. So uh, what do you think about this matchup? I think that's what the Bulls should be aiming for. I think of all the teams, the other two teams that are possible for this eight spot are the Knicks and the Bucks. And I think really, if you're Chicago, you want the Sixers. Uh, they've been playing poor, to say the least. That's that's one way to put it. Uh, their best player is probably Andre Iguodala defensively. And he would match up with Luol Deng, which really isn't, you know. And their best offensive player three-quarters of the time is Lou Williams, who's their sixth man. I think the Bulls, if you're if you're a Bulls fan, you want the Sixers to get that eight spot. Uh, you can defend every position the Sixers can bring at you. You beat them on depth. You beat them with quality at the top of your roster. I just, you know, it's a five-game series. Well, and you look at, you know, who are the five best players on the floor at all times. And with the two starting lineups out there, the Bulls have Rose, uh, I'd say Noah, Dang. Um, say you, it. Say it. You might go Iggy there. And then Noah. And then Noah. No. Or Boozer. You already said Noah. Or yeah. Boozer. Boozer would be one of the Boozer top five players played. on the court at all times as in that series. Awful as that sounds. But in really looking at the Sixers team, they, you know, they were one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference at the beginning of the year, playing great. You're seeing Evan Turner have a couple breakout games. Uh, Andre Godala was locking people down. Spencer Hawes had a breakout year. But then Spencer Hawes got hurt, and they had to change up their offensive plan, and this uh, slowly evolved into the 76ers becoming one of the worst, if not the worst, by far, uh, mid-range like jump-shooting teams in the NBA. And that is a shot that's critical to success in the NBA because teams tend to wall off the paint in the playoffs and force you to take mid-range jumpers. And if your team is the worst mid-range jump-shooting team in the NBA, you probably don't have much chance. Well, and it's funny because Doug Collins is a coach that prides his defensive strategy on forcing opponents to take these uh, 18-foot jump shots. Mm -hmm. But it's what his – you'd think he'd be able to figure out a way to stop that because that's what his team has been doing uh, since the Haas injury. And even since Haas has been back and put on the bench because of it, uh, his poor production and inability to fit back into the system, it's really interesting to see a coach just kind of not be able to hedge this and figure it out. And unfortunately for the Sixers, when they were sitting in the top four of the conference, they were looking at home court playoff advantage, which is nice for the Sixers because they're only 12 and 15 on the road. They're 19 and 13 at home, losing record on the road. Yeah. They don't travel well. They're four and six in their last 10 matchups. They look like a team that could even skate out of the playoffs. The I think Bucks get their heads on right. It's very possible. The Sixers have seven games left, uh, and only one of the seven games are at home. Ooh, and we just said they're one of the worst road teams. And three of the games are, are against plus 500 teams. Uh, all seven are against Eastern teams. So it's really a mismatch or a, a mixed match of just teams out there in the East that are, you know, kind of skating by and just terrible, I guess. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to Sixers team because it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for them because you have all these other teams that we'll talk about later coming into the fray. The two seven matchup in the East, Brennan would be a star-studded event if the season were to end today. Because we would have Knicks Heat. Ooh. Which would get all those East Coast basketball oh, fans that. just going nuts. Love that. They would put on their techno music and just fist-pump the night away. Is that what they do? 
East Coasters? Oh, yeah. Okay. Haven't you watched Jersey Shore? That's pretty much everyone on the East Coast. Every once in a while. Yeah, that's pretty much everyone on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> if we, a Heat Knicks series would include the likes of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Amari Stoudemire, Tyson Chandler, Chris Bosh, Mike Bibby, Baron Davis. Jared Jeffries. I mean, the stars of the stars. Bill Walker. Might as well be a Hollywood red carpet event. No Jeremy Lin, though. No Jeremy Lin. No Jeremy Lin. Insanity has ended. Gone. So if you look at this matchup and what the Knicks have been doing lately is uh, in Amari's absence, they've been putting Melo at the four. And Melo's a very, very savvy post player. Oh, yeah. Uh, he'll let you forget about that a lot of times because he's you know taking those 18-foot jumpers and stopping the rotation of the ball on the offense. But he is a very, very savvy post guy. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's been really working out for the Knicks against like the first matchup against the Bulls uh, two Sundays ago. Was it two Sundays or this last Sunday? Last Sunday. Last Sunday. Uh, this and they're playing Shumpert at the two every once mm-hmm. in a while, and it's it's interesting to see how uh, Woodson has changed up this lineup. I mean, Woodson's not exactly known as a great coach by any means if you look back to his Hawk days, but uh, it, it's cool to see this different lineup, and it's actually been working out for him a little bit. He's been trotting J.R. Smith out there at point guard for extended minutes because Baron Davis really can only play 24 minutes. Uh, he's still got a bad back. The wheel. He's still not a hundred. He's still, still not a hundred. Still a front heavy too. <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Every time Baron Davis gets mentioned, you just you just take it as a chance he's, to just burn him down. He's beefy. Just, just throw B Diddy <laughs> under the bus. Beefy. I don't. I don't appreciate it. Oh beef. I don't appreciate anyway, it. Anyway, so you're looking at this, and if. Do you think they could bring possibly Amari off the bench here? They could. Um, I think more likely is you're going to see Woodson create lineups that allow him to play Melo at the four and to, when he's going to sub Melo out to bring Amari in at the four, which means you're going to see a lot of Tyson Chandler. I don't think that they're going to bring Amari off the bench, but I do think that you're going to see two distinct lineups. Mm-hmm. And they're both going to consist of either Amari or Carmelo at the four. Because that's when the Knicks are there. So best. probably having just one of those guys on the floor at one time. Exactly. And also that makes a lot of sense for their, their plus minus as far as having those two guys on the floor. Because the rest of the Knicks team will pass the ball. But if you've got both Amari and Melo who are notorious ball stoppers and black holes on offense, uh, it, it tends to slow down the offense to a, a grinding halt. Yeah, and they don't play well together. No. It's the overlooked fact. Amongst the Knicks, they they just don't play well together. They're two guys that just don't fit. They're pieces of the puzzle that, that essentially, you know, James Dolan's just tried to smush together, you know, like an idiot playing with the puzzle. He can't do it. <laughs> so I think you will see two distinct Nick Nick teams. The problem is that Miami almost does the exact same thing, except LeBron and Dwayne Wade play better together than yeah. Melo and Amari. But at the same time, when LeBron comes off the court, Dwayne Wade will still be on the court. And when Dwayne comes off the court, LeBron will still be on the court. I was a little shocked when I was watching that Bulls Heat game on Thursday that both Dwayne and LeBron took a break at the end of the first quarter at the same time. Yeah, I I think that's just more due to what time of the season we're in right now. I don't think that's something Spolster is going to look to do. No, in the I playoffs. don't think so either. But um, yeah, that is very interesting to see that he he try that though. I'm sure. It's a test. To well, see, hey, it, it didn't work either. No. It blew up in his face. The Bulls went on like a 10-0 run, led by. Brennan Juden, Statman favorite, C.J. Watson. C.J. is killing it. So now I think if you're Miami, you would rather play the Sixers because the Sixers are a worse team than the Knicks. It's yeah. apparent. 
But I don't think you're going to have that luxury because Orlando is three games up on the, the Knicks right now. I don't think the Knicks can catch them. I think they're locked into that seven spot. That's the way it looks. I Although just... Orlando's Dwightless. Yeah. So maybe they they're lose Dwightless. the last Until seven the here. The yeah, maybe they lose the last seven. Who knows? So uh, that does lead us into the 3-6 matchup. Indiana versus Orlando. In what might be one of the most boring playoff series, if not the most boring playoff series total, like of all. Now, I don't know. I don't think we're on in Indiana. But if we were, we would be getting angry letters right now. Because Pacer fans are like, they're like the Eastern Blazer fans yeah, almost. They are very, very stuck in their ways oh, yeah. about the Pacers being interesting. Uh, but, you know, sure. attendance numbers have been terrible. Shockingly. I uh, don't want to watch this series. I don't like the Pacers. No, you don't. No. no. I, <clears throat> I really don't. And, uh, Orlando, Dwightless, might be the worst team in the NBA. And right next to the Bobcats. They pretty much are, if you look at the wins added. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard adds the most wins to his team of any player in the NBA. Second to Kevin, you know, Kevin Love's second, I guess. But uh, Dwight Howard just adds all the defense to that team completely. Oh, yeah. Peter Turkle is broken face, can't defend anything right now. Jason Richards has never been a good defender. Jameer Nelson's uh, having his worst year of his career. And, and Jason Richardson got old. And Jason Richardson got old quickly. Yeah. Lost his knees. Uh, one thing, Brennan, that's overlooked with this Orlando Magic team as constructed, uh, previously they had a ca- capable backup center to Dwight Howard and Marcin Gortat, the Polish pivot. The Polish pivot's a great defensive center and really was kind of hidden in Orlando. And he's had a, a flourish in uh, Phoenix this yeah, year. Yeah, it really been a great pickup for Phoenix. And, of course, that trade – was for Vince Carter. Yeah. Was that Vince and Jay Rich? Yeah. Came over? Stupid. For, for the Polish pivot? Just stupid. Now, that's really kind of handicapped what the Magic can do because without Dwight, and they are Dwightless, yep. they are a team that constructed probably cannot win a game in the playoffs. No. But if you're looking at it right now, Dwight Howard is out with a herniated disc, in which Jordan will tell you was no laughing matter. No, that's no joke. That uh, sucks. He's been in L.A. for the past week receiving a treatment on his herniated disc, and uh, he'll be back for the playoffs. I don't know if he'll be at 100%, but, you know, some Dwight's better than no Dwight because he's the best defensive center in the NBA. See, now, I, I'm a little worried about this. I really am because Dwight's already a diva. Yeah. And I know when my back goes out, I'm a diva. I'm, I'm, even, I'm worse. I, you know, I lay on the couch and I scream, mm-hmm. Brennan! You do do that. Brennan! Yep. Get me my nuggets. That's when I throw my head. Oh, I on. scream. So I scream and I'm a diva, and now Dwight's got a bad back, and yeah. he's already a diva? I well, mean, we could be talking Diana Ross. And the unfortunate thing for Dwight Howard is he's not going up against any baby in the post. He's not uh-huh. going up against a, a 6'11 center that weighs 230 pounds. He's going up against Roy Hibbert, who's seven foot two. Yeah. And he's having a pretty good season as well. He's uh, worked on his post game a little bit more. He's... Hitting a jump shot for some reason, but his uh, basketball IQ has not improved though. No, no, still very very low. But this Indiana squad, I really liked it coming into the season, and uh, they really haven't shown me as much as I'd really like to see from them. They're still missing that guy, Danny Granger, Batman. You can call him that guy. He's paid like that guy, but he's not that guy. He is paid like that guy, and they thought if they brought David West in from the New Orleans Hornets this past offseason, that that would take some pressure off Batman. 
maybe he would have a Robin. <laughs> nah. mm. But uh, it hasn't really worked out like they thought it would. They still don't have that one guy that you look for at the end of games. They have had the appearance of Paul George. Yeah, Paul George has appeared as being a possible two option for that team when Danny Granger's having one of his patented off nights mm-hmm. from the uh, floor. And Paul George, you know, grew like an inch and a half, which doesn't make any sense to me in the off season. He's like 6'11", 6'10", now. Fresno State for Paul George? Yes, Fresno State. Wow. Grab your socks. So, and... <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's interesting. They got Darren Collison, who's a great defender. He's a great defender against guards. He's very quick. Um, he's working on his jump shot a little bit. Still not the best passer. Uh, another one of those IQ questionable guys. Paul George at the two, Granger at the three, um, West and Hansborough at the four. Psycho T's had a pretty decent season as well. He uh, really had a big end of the season last year, which left a lot of people kind of, you know, oh, is he really for real? There were question marks. A lot there of were, question marks. There were but. question marks. But, uh, I mean, we really haven't touched on a series that really blows my hair back. I mean, I guess that Heat-Knicks series is going to be something to watch. I'll, of course, watch every Bulls yeah, Sixers game. I'll watch them all. But the 4-5 matchup, Brendan, might be the most interesting of the playoffs. You really think so? I do. I, it's really hard. You have a very patented saying. The 4-5 versus five matchup right now is the Boston Celtics uh, versus the Atlanta Hawks. And the Celtics have kind of come into their own near the end of the season, shockingly, because that's what they seem to do. Every season is that they put things together and they somehow turn into a working, functioning basketball team. And that's been putting Kevin Garnett at the five. Kevin Garnett at the five. That is, uh, They rested up a little bit. The big thing was, and everyone wants to talk about Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett playing the five. That really just changed the Celtics. But it's been Avery Bradley showing up, Brennan. Avery Bradley has... Been amazing. A guy that uh, you know spent some time in the D League last year for their D League affiliate, and uh, the main has, Red Claws. Yeah, hasn't shown a whole lot of promise this season. Playing amazing defense, hitting some shots, getting to the lane, doing everything they need for him. Uh, when Ray Allen got hurt, he was the guy they turned to off the bench, and Michael Petrus was out with some serious injury for a bit. The Celtics are seven and three in their last ten, and it's all due to the fact that Avery Bradley has been able to play serious minutes, which allows Ray Allen to be able to play in the second unit. So when Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett leave the floor, what was normally left to be Rajon Rondo, Michael Petras time, has turned into Ray Allen and Rajon Rondo just running the court and getting open jump shots, which has made the Celtics infinitely better. Yeah. Infinitely better. And, of course, you've got Greg Stetsma. The teams. The, the teams. Uh, we'll see. Now, Brendan, I do have a patented saying about the Atlanta Hawks, mm-hmm. and that is D-T-T-H. If you uh, cruise the West Coast Bias tweet log, you will see numerous, in the hundreds, tweets ended with the hashtag D-T-T-H. And that stands for Don't Trust the Hawks. And I hate to draw back to the Celtics real quick, but one addition they did have in this offseason, which was brilliant, was swapping oh. Glenn Davis for Brandon Bass. And Brandon Bass being a great team guy, a guy with... No character flaws. Pretty much the polar opposite of what Big Baby Davis was for that uh, that locker room. And Brandon Bass is the most efficient uh, mid-range shooter in the NBA. Yeah. Which is a, a crazy stat. Great rebounder, too. A great rebounder. He hustles hard. He's a little undersized, but he's still pretty big. He can still you know get that base down and get some boards. He's thick. He's thick. And he, he can hit that jumper quickly and efficiently, just very well. 
And so that's uh, that's something that's really helped the Celtics out as well because on a team that has suffered uh, Jermaine O'Neal going out for the season, Chris Wilcox going out for the season, all their big guys going out for the season, uh, it seemed like they were pretty much done, and he's kind of helped them along with their way. Yeah, started playing some serious minutes and uh, filled that void you know, where they would normally use Chris Wilcox. Uh, Bass has been playing 12-minute stretches, which is yeah. pretty incredible. But he is a former all uh, SEC MVP, so, mm-hmm. I mean, you would think that he's got a little game. Yeah. And the funny thing about that trade is, you know, he got traded for his former teammate, yeah. Lynn Davis. Both both uh, undersized power forwards who can shoot a jump shot. Yeah, and at, at one point, LSU was trotting both those guys out. That's interesting. The four and five. And he's an incredible team to watch with Tizim Mitchell <laughs> playing the two. And Garrett Temple, I believe, was the point guard of that team. Oh, yeah. My LSU knowledge. Outstanding. Thank you. Outstanding. So, yeah, with the Hawks. What about the Hawks, Brennan? It's another team that has lost their big man early. Uh, Al Horford, who has been playing out of position his entire career at the five. He's a four. He's mm. stated he's a four. He's had his dad say he's a four. Yeah, Papa. Papa, Papa Horford has said he's a four. But uh, Now, is that Tito? Or is Tito his Tito's, brother Tito's who plays in Michigan. Michigan? Yeah, and they don't look anything like. No, no. Tito's, Tito's much skinny, much taller and ganglier. Yep, uh, so. <laughs> doesn't have nearly the game that Al does. So really, you wonder in a one-on-one matchup of the Horford brothers, is it is it Big Al or is it Tito? Got to be Big Al. Right? I'm guessing it's Horford. Yeah. He's a little bit more polished than Horford. There's two Horfords. We're talking about Al Big Horford. Al versus Tito Al, here. Al Horford, Big Al. You don't call him Big Al. What are you talking about? That's I call Al him Big Al all the time. That's Al Jefferson. Big Al Horford. You should call him Al Horford. <laughs> the heck anyway so what the heck with the with the hawks you got uh josh smith who's been playing the three and the four depending on who they're trying now there's zaza pachulia has shown some great flashes of it like a 24 rebound game earlier this season for i don't know where that came from but uh so they're they're a little small in the post and josh smith is in love, always has been infatuated with that 18-foot jump shot, Jordan. And, he, you know, the start of the season, Brandon, he really wasn't shooting it. He he quit shooting it nearly as much as he had in the past. And he showed a massive improvement, all his plus-minuses. And But towards the end of the season here, he's kind of gotten back to shooting that 18-foot jumper. And it's hurt the Hawks. The fickle mistress, that 18-foot jumper. Now, really, we, we've got to talk about the big, the big piece for the Hawks, Joe Johnson. Mm-hmm. And Joe's had an up-and-down year. He had a terrible year last year. Ever since they made him the $120 million man, he's been a little rough. And he hasn't been uh, really picking it up. So we're going to see here. I don't know. Joe Hawk, Joe Johnson, I mean, he could be the best player on the court at any time in that series, or he could be one of the bottom two. Well, and for Joe Johnson especially, he's notoriously a guy that disappears in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every offseason with the Hawks team, they they come in as this about the five seed, six seed area. DTTH, Brennan. And they fall apart in the playoffs just because their guard play isn't up to par. Usually their point guards with Teague, and they don't give your boy Kirk Heinrich enough. Now, Brennan, I think Heinrich's going to be a key to the series. Uh A notorious Celtic killer, Kirk Heinrich. Okay. And we all know that given the chance, Kirk Heinrich will kick Rajon Rondo's butt. You yes, see what will. I did there? I yeah, didn't that was, cuss. That was great. He would, too. And I'm hoping that Heine gets some serious minutes here. I saw an interview with him. He was talking about how much he loves Atlanta, although I think he's already got his eyes on resigning with it. Chicago Stop this offseason. Stop it. little sign and trade. Stop. Get C.J. Washington. No. Come on. Okay, so now, Brennan, the East Coast is actually more muddled of a picture than we would care to admit. 
uh, the three through nine spots really could move up and down. We don't know what's really going to happen here. We've outlined the playoff picture if the season were to end today. Yep. Which means we have counted out the Bucks. We have said those those Bucks of Milwaukee will not be making the playoffs. As much as I love that <laughs> that Ellis Jennings pair. Now, Brennan, they're two games back. Mm-hmm. Sitting at 29 and 30. And I'm quickly scanning who Milwaukee is playing. They've got Washington on Wednesday. Okay. So you figure they're going to make up a game there. And then they're going to Indiana in what could be a huge matchup. Oh, totally. Prior and to the playoffs. You look at the Bucks right now, they got seven games left, uh, four against uh, plus 500 teams, four home, three away. Oh, they play Indiana today. Yeah? Yeah. So you're looking at that, and it, it's really interesting to see because they, they lost their big guys. Uh, they lost Bogut, but they lost him earlier in the season, and they shipped him out for Mont Ellis, who has really helped out that offense and taking a load off Brandon Jennings' shoulders especially because Brandon Jennings is a guy that – had had moments this season where he was actually playing the point guard position, which is crazy to see because I didn't know that he knew he was playing the point guard position. There'd be a lot of four assist nights, if you know what I mean. So uh, it's really helped that Bucks team out a lot, having a, a really score, a big scoring option at the two. And then they got Epe Udo, who was starting for the Warriors for a while and was getting some serious burn, pulling down some good boards. He's offensively terrible. Uh, he's 24, and this is his second year in the season. But he's a guy that comes off the bench with Larry Sanders, and yeah, he does. I'm sorry. And they're they're athletic big guys, and that's that's great to have, I guess. But you got Drew Gooden, who's having one of his best seasons in a long time. And but I mean, really, with that Bucks team, you're looking at a, a team that really has two guys. And not a whole lot else. So we'll see. You ain't got anything. On no, the I got nothing on the Bucks. Really? They're a team headlined by Drew Gooden, Monta Ellis, and Brandon Jennings. Oh, the man, and a little Carlos Delfino, the, the man with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, Delfino, yeah. Delfino. Um, and they're also coached by uh, Scott Skiles, your boy, former Bulls coach, your and boy. a man who probably should have been already fired. Uh, the, always any team you see Scott Skiles coach, they're on the four-year plan. Uh, they'll peak right around year three, and then by year four, they will quit listening to Scott because he just yells all the time, and he would probably challenge all of them to a fist fight mm-hmm. if given the opportunity. And I think he'd like to take Brandon Jennings out back and really teach him a lesson. Yeah. You know, just really whoop him. <laughs> yeah. I but, can uh, see that. He's not, he's not allowed to right now. All right, another team that's battling and is sitting in that area is the, the New York Knickerbockers. Yes, sitting at thirty-one and twenty-eight, they got seven games left. Four of them against plus five hundred teams. Three home, four away. And this Knicks squad, Jordan, like we talked about earlier, is kind of trying to figure out this late in the season a new rotation. They've been playing with some serious different rotations because of the point guard situation. Amari's injury added to the point guard situation, where Baron Davis can't really trot out for mm-hmm. thirty minutes anymore. Well, and Tony Douglas has fallen off the face. Oh, he just—he looks lost and confused. He looks like a dazed little boy yep. who didn't get lunchtime. Lost in Target right now. He's just really, really, really playing poorly. Uh, and normally, you know, Tony Douglas and the Defensive Player of the Year in the ACC. You would think he could find the court just based off his defensive prowess, but. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is he cannot hit a three-point shot, and if you're running that Knicks offense, and 
don't listen to people tell you that they're not running D'Antoni's offense. They're still running bits and pieces of it. You can't change an offense. Rolls. Yeah, you can't change the offense midseason. But in that offense, Tony Douglas has to be able to stroke the throw if he wants to play point guard, and he just can't do it right now. Can't do it. I mean, and it's it's evident because Mike Bibby got like nine minutes the other night. And Mike Bibby, God love him, 1997 national champion at Arizona, he just can't do it anymore. He's done. He can't do Mike, it. Mike Bibby has been retired for about five years, it's sad. it seems like. It's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> He's been retired, but he just hasn't noticed it yet. He's done. Uh, and Yvonne Shumpert isn't a point guard. No, he's not. No, but no, not. but neither is J.R. Smith. But neither clear. J.R. Smith is clearly not a point guard. Hey, J.R. been getting burn at the one. A lot of burn, and uh, it's gonna be interesting. Something that I saw the Bulls do when they played the Knicks is that they gave J.R. Smith shots. They give him shots with one arm up, and then they make him go to his left hand. Yep. Constantly, because J.R. Smith has no left hand. You might as well take a butcher's knife and just chop that baby off. Because he can't do anything with his left hand. And he's a guy that is a, a terrible temperament guy. And once Ooh. he starts, he is. Ooh. If you look, and I always... Man, Brandon, why are you so cold on J.R. Smith all the time? You're always cold. I saw a lot of post-game press conferences with George Carl when he was playing for the Nuggets. <laughs> and that was the highlight of my day when I, I'd look at the box score and say, okay, so J.R. Smith had was 6 for 17 with 15 points today. Let's see what uh, George has today. Well, uh, we got Jor- we got uh, Jr. the ball. He took 16 uh, dribbles in place and shot up a jump shot. <laughs> That's why we lost. Yeah, I remember this. And George Carl was adamant about Jr. Smith not returning to the Nuggets when he came back from overseas. Do not resign this guy. Yeah, he, yeah, not and he made it public that when they signed Rudy Fernandez, they signed a smarter Jr. Smith. <laughs> which that's Rudy Fernandez we're talking about. So there you go. Uh, and yeah, I I just I don't get Jared Smith, and that Jared Smith kind of makes Bill Walker redundant. Yeah, totally, completely redundant. Bill Walker and his weird dreads. I don't know what the haircut situation is going on there with Bill Walker. He's got like a like mini dreads going on. Yeah. Um, you know, you think he just braid that braid that stuff up, but no, no, he's he's had. And then there. the next spring uh, off the bench, big guys. You got Jorts, Steve Novak. Uh, Brennan, people don't know who George, George is. You Josh Harrison from Kentucky. Big George. Big, he likes to wear uh, jean shorts. Loves much like our basketball correspondent, Loves Scotty him. Willis. Loves them. They love the Jorts. They are two peas in a pod on the Jorts. Loving the Jorts. Uh, he's a big guy who has a jump shot, and that's about it. Very Super effort defensively. He's, he's, he, throw, he tries pretty hard. Total energy guy. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, Arid Efries, no jump shot, but he tries to have one. Not a great, not not really good at much. No, nope. but the Knicks love him, and I just I don't know. They're very so we're very, very, very up li- in the air on the Knicks. Very limited on the Knicks. Let's get to the West Conference, Brent. All right, Western Conference, the one versus AC. the Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. You never know what's going on here. Uh, Might have a shootout at the OK Corral. I think so. This is the one versus eight. It's Oklahoma City versus Denver, and the Denver Nuggets just signed Wilson Chandler to a, like a five-year, thirty-million dollar contract. Uh, Wilson Chandler's playing great for them. Uh, they drafted Kenneth Reed, which I loved. I preached. I harked on that somebody, whoever picks Kenneth Reed, is going to get a gem. Because he's a guy yes, did. that plays the entire game 120%, hustles, blocks shots. He rebounds. A, a outstanding rebound rate. Yeah, great rebound rate. Led the nation in rebounds in From two years. Moorhead State. Yeah, he's a Moorhead State alum. Yep. Now, Brennan, if you're the Thunder... 
aren't you just a little bit pissed off that you play a 66-game season or 62-game season, you play absolute balls to the wall, try to get that number one seed, and for your hard work and determination throughout the course of the NBA season, you get the Denver Nuggets in the first round. That's got to be rough. Congrats. The Nuggets are a team that— Not the Jazz. No. Not, not the, the Suns. No. You get the Nuggets. You get the Nuggets. A team that doesn't have one guy that's going to hurt you because they try to score with everybody. They got, they got eight. They got eight guys. They run an eight-guy rotation, and then they all get to score. Ty Lawson has is always improving. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. Uh, he's a great point guard. Very high energy. Very athletic. Um, at the might two. be the fastest guy. Maybe from end to end. He's quick. The NBA. He is scary quick, and he's a guy that can probably keep up with the Russell Westbrook uh, speed and athleticism, intensity. So we'll see if that can really work out. Uh, the matchup I'm really willing to see here is who they slap on Kevin Durant because they got Danilo Gallinari. Danilo. Danilo Gallinari, who's having a great season as well. Uh, he's had a couple injuries with his foot that have slowed him down his ankle, but I believe those are healed by now, hopefully. And they got Wilson Chandler as well, who's a little bit more athletic, uh, smaller than Gallinari, who's about 6'9 and very, very, uh, very long. But it'll be interesting to see who they put on Kevin Durant, who's the best scorer in the NBA right now. It's got to be Wilson. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because Gallinari can't hold Kevin Durant's jock. You don't think There's so? There's no defensively. Are you kidding me? Gallinari cannot check. Kevin Durant. Now, Wilson Chandler might be able to. Not for 48 minutes, nope. but he might be able to check him for 24 to 32. I think that, that's got to be who you put on him because you're not going to put Aaron Aflalo on him. No. He's too little. And he, I mean, they, He's just a little guy. Well, and they can give uh, Wilson Chandler a break and put in Corey Brewer for a bit. They like Corey Brewer defensively. They do. They, they give him a lot of minutes every once in a while uh, when he shows some some intensity. They give, He's a guy who's six eight, six nine as well, very long, very athletic. Offensively, very limited. All of a sudden, you see why the Florida Gators won back-to-back yeah. national titles, huh? Yeah. yeah. Joe Kim, Noah, Al Horford, and Corey Brewer. I mean, three yeah. pretty good defensive players. Really good. Okay, sorry. Side note over. Go. So you look at that, and it's going to be an interesting uh, duo. Uh, right now in season, the Thunder lead 2-0 uh, in the in-season series. So that's something to kind of look at. But uh, And then you got Serge Ibaka. Sergi. Who's one of my favorite players to watch on defense. Just because his block timing is impeccable. Yeah, you pointed this out today. We were watching a little Thunder. Jeez. Thunder T Wolves. T Wolves, yep. Yeah, Thunder T Wolves. We were watching Jose Juan Barrera just exploit Thabo Cephalosha. <laughs> and <laughs> you pointed out Serge came across the key, tried to block a Jose Juan Barrera layup, and he said, Man, that's Serge Baca. He's got great timing He's on got, his blocks. He, he does. Uh, and you did it in your Bill Simmons voice, which yeah, was cute. It's just, uh, watch your Kokoski. key. Joe House said, uh, you know, he's, just, he's, just, he's one of those guys who just jumps up there. And he's right there with the ball every time. Yeah, and he's the best block artist in the NBA right now, arguably. You might be able to say Dwight's better, but, I mean, really, we're picking tomatoes tomorrow. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, Oklahoma City, Denver, you know, could be a pretty good matchup there. I mean, it's what you expect in the Western Conference where every playoff series is an absolute death battle in the back of a bar. <laughs> Where people are pulling out clubs and tire irons. That that's what the Western Conference oh, is. Oh, those those bar fights. Yeah, huh? it's a bar fight with a tire iron. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, what I'm really looking forward to is the awesome matchup, and we're gonna see it rear its ugly head in the last four minutes of the first quarter in the first four of the second. Derek Fisher versus Andre Miller. Oh yeah. Two old guys just going at it, crafty, 
Uh, Derek Fisher is going to be flopping around like a dead fish trying to get calls. Andre Miller is just going to be directing the offense. Going to be just a great matchup. This is what NBA fans look forward to is the Derek Fisher-Andre Miller battle. Clearly, that's what you're going to see on the commercials. Oh, yeah. that Tonight on ESPN, Derek Fisher-Andre Miller. It's Thunder Nuggets, the 30, NBA. 35-year-old Andre Miller and his old man fro versus 36-year-old Derek Fisher and his lack of complete defense. Now, I like Andre Miller, but he hasn't been the same nope. since Derek Rose dropped him with a crossover and Andre Miller had to pick up his ankles mm-hmm. and then he picked up the ball and he took it home. Yep. He just went home. Just got to go. Yeah, yeah, just, just went home. Hasn't right. been the same since. Yeah. So that's the 1-8 matchup. The 2-7 matchup is almost as interesting. Yeah. You've got the Spurs and the Rockets. Now, this is a Rockets team that's going to have all their players back. Kevin Martin will be back from injury by then. Kyle Lowry, hopefully. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry one of the best defensive point guards Kyle in the NBA, Lowry. should be back in tip-top form. you got Gogi, who's having an amazing. The Gogs. And I'm talking about Goran Dragic. That's what the, uh, one of the benefits of having a league Absolutely pass the best part of league pass. Is that you get the hometown announcers. Yeah. Have these, these cutesy nicknames for everybody, like uh, O.J. Mayo is... Strictly. Strictly known as Juice. Yeah, nothing else. You can't call him out. He's Juice. The Juice is loose. The Juice is loose. And uh, for the Rockets, uh, while Kyle Lowry's been out with an uh, infection of sorts. Yeah. I know you have rumors. I have theories. And theories I have theories about, about what happened. But So Kyle Lowry, who's having the best season, he's a top five point guard this season, statistically speaking, uh, was out. And then Goran Dragic comes out of nowhere. I, I've always liked Goran Dragic. I liked him. I've always been a gogi guy, too. I liked him when he played for the Suns. He uh, was learning on the tutelage of Steve Nash, a great passing point guard. And Goran's kind of stepped in that role. He, he showed some intensity, if you remember, in that Lakers-Sun series. Uh, ding up Kobe and hitting some big shots, and then the little machine fight. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. So and Goran Dragic is having having a great season. So you're going to see the Spurs Rockets. You're going to see the Spurs come out uh, with a very well rested lineup. As well, always, and you would expect that. Yeah, uh, nothing less. Now the Spurs, Brennan, have kind of deviated from the normal San, San Antonio Spurs form, oh. which is solid defense and. Uh, up-paced offense, which is normally like 10th, 7th in the league. Yeah. This year, they are the third highest scoring team in the NBA. Wow. Yeah. Not not you, Statman. That's me, the That's talent, right throwing a stat out there. They average about 102 points a game. Yeah. Which, for a roster, as constituted by the Spurs, seems ridiculous. Uh, Tim Duncan's still dragging himself around, you know, relying on those crafty old vet moves. And it works. He's had plenty of those games where you look at him and say, wow, it's, he's but, still pulling off 24 and 10 then. Huh? Yeah, 24 and 10 with four blocks. It's crazy. Weird. Uh, Tony Parker has had a transcendent season yeah. as the Spurs starting point guard. And I really, really love the addition of Steven Jackson to this team. You traded Richard Jefferson, who was one of the worst ideas the Spurs have ever had. The oh, one God. miss they've had in the last 10 years of personnel decisions was Richard Jefferson. And they made the decision twice. Because yep. he opted out of his deal, and they re-upped him. And Stupid. I think that was more of like the Spurs' honest integrity. You know, yeah. you know, we're going to re-up you because we, team we told you we would. But they flip him for Steven Jackson, who loves San Antonio. I yeah. actually watched an interview. This is good stuff, Brennan. It was a local San Antonio news affiliate. Right. Did an interview with Steven Jackson. <laughs> and it was very touching and heartwarming. Mm. And Steven talked about how San Antonio is the only place that has ever felt like home. Mm-hmm. And they played this sappy instrumental music behind it. The whole interview. We're talking five minutes of like, 
da, na, 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 na. like really sappy really? crap. Oh, oh yeah. But you add Steven Jackson to the mix with Manu Ginobili in there too, Man, and Juan Blair. Manu Ginobili has had a just an injury riddled season. It seems like left he comes back, and then two games later he gets hurt. He hurts his back, and yeah. Uh, but still, whenever he does play, you're getting Manu Ginobili, who is a great offensive player. He's, you know, just savvy. I hate to keep reusing and recycling that word, but that's one of the few ways to describe this guy who just sneaks his way into a lane and gets foul calls, hits a hits a three right at the end of the game when you don't want him to if you're against him. But He did popularize the Eurostep move, did. Brendan, which has taken basketball all through the United States by storm. Mm-hmm. Manu was the first one to really utilize that puppy in a game, and it's become his go-to move, and somehow, some way, he still gets it off. Yeah, He still Eurosteps everybody on the fast break. And the one guy that you uh, neglected to mention, and you mentioned Dewan Blair, who's been playing great minutes, but the guy I really like on this oh, team don't say it. is Kawhi Leonard. Oh, not who I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Good. Kawhi, he of the foot large hands. Have yeah. you seen Kawhi Leonard's they're, hands? They're ginormous. Oh, they're like the absolute opposite of Kwame Brown's baby hands. Got dra- got drafted by the Pacers on draft night and quickly traded for George Hill to the Spurs. V- very crafty and move by the Spurs. Everybody, personally. it's very cliche. It's like, oh, what the Spurs doing here? Because the Spurs are a team that notoriously drafts very, very well and yeah. picks up players out of nowhere that the Gary Neals of the world, or the George Hills of the or world. Or the Manu Ginobili's. Or the Manu Ginobili's of the world. They took him in the second round. Yeah. Tony Parker, yeah. same same thing. Same thing. So you look at Kawhi Leonard, he's a guy who I believe is going to be a top-tier defender in a couple of years. He's Great a, rebounder for his position amazing. as well. He's, he's about 6'7". He's super athletic. Uh, team player guy. He gets a lot of steals, which you say is a misleading stat as well. But, Very misleading. But he does get them. He's had a couple five-steal game, like five steal games. which Steals in the NBA. And pretty I much think, at I every think, level of basketball. I think something you need to look at and record is like tip passes. Tipped passes are the way to really show yeah. how much havoc someone causes defensively. Steals are just the first guy to the ball. Yep. Okay, so you always get those lazy players who sit in the middle of the key and help defense. And they're the first ones at the steals. A guy who was a great steel man and a terrible defender was Larry Hughes. Yeah. Oh, okay, he was like a three and a half steal a night guy. Yeah. So steals, misleading stat. Look at that. And then he, he gets steals and blocks. Yeah, quiet. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's all over the place. And he's a guy who uh, the initial knock on him was that he doesn't have much of a jump shot. And right. And over the season, he has developed a jump shot. And he'll continue to develop it. And he's 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 knocking down some threes nowadays. He's uh, just hustling. He's all over the place. And I think he really helps that team, especially, as you say, a team that has been known for their defense. And he just notches that up just a little bit more. The 102 points per game. I mean, amazing. And I hate just to keep, you know, talking about the Spurs because there's another team in this series, which is the Rockets. And they've, yeah, we, we said they're getting all these guys back. They have two great point guards. Uh, Kevin Martin, uh, statistically speaking, the greatest scoring wing in basketball. Oh, yeah. no. I hate that stat. And they also got Courtney Lee, who is one of yeah. your personal favorites. I love favorites. Courtney Lee. Yeah. The Rockets are one of those teams that they almost have too much talent, that they don't play people enough minutes yeah. is what happens because you got Gogi backing up Kyle Lowry. So you got to split those minutes at the point guard. Well, you've got Kevin Martin and Courtney Lee. So yep. You got to split those minutes at the three. You've got Chandler Parsons and Chase Budinger. You got to split those minutes. And really they finally said, you know what? Enough is enough. We're only going to split those minutes two ways and got rid of Terrence Williams. They just dropped him. Yeah, that makes sense. Though. They just gave him the old W, the wave. Yeah. They gave him the ya. wave. Thanks for trying. Now, the Rockets are interesting, Brennan, but remember that the Spurs are only one game behind the Thunder. 
Yep. So who's to say that the Spurs don't do some creative tanking here to stay in the seventh spot because they want nothing to do with the Nuggets? Yeah. Nothing. No. No one wants the Nuggets. Why would you want the Nuggets in the first round? Mm-mm. No. Rather play the Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. So Just me saying. And that that season series is tied, which oh, no. is, is totally expected because both these teams. It's a very good matchup. Yeah. Well, a couple of Southwest Division foes. Yep. Got a little rivalry action there, and and I think do we? I think we have a matchup coming up between the Rockets Spurs, which might be a playoff preview. It might be. Tonight and, on ESPN, playoff preview. Playoff preview. Togi, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, the San Antonio Spurs go up against Kevin Martin and the Houston Rockets. Oh, no, they'd say Gogi and the Go-ks. Houston Rockets. Gogi and the Houston Rockets. So uh, and The then, NBA, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> and so uh, moving on to another rivalry series. Oh, great. Here we go. The 3-6. Here we go. Matchup. You got the Los Angeles Lakers against the Dallas Mavericks. And a Dallas Mavericks team that is pretty much – uh, looking at the way they've moved players and didn't resign Tyson Chandler, they're they're just saying, "Hey, we won the championship, but I'd love to have Darren Williams and Dwight Howard." They've got one eye on the horizon, Brennan. Okay, <laughs> looking <laughs> right. Hey, playoffs. Yeah, that'd be great. One eye on the horizon. We'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. We'll give it a shot, but I'd really like to get Darren Williams. And uh, you know, but you've got a championship team here. Yeah. And I know, as crazy as it sounds, we're talking about the Dallas Mavericks, reigning NBA champions. Jason Terry, Dirk Nowitzki, they're still there. You still got the the, the Nightwalker, the Prince of the Prince of the Dark. <laughs> he looks like a vampire. He does. It's he weird. really does. It's I think weird. I think I'm watching True Blood. You know, <laughs> which I'm looking forward to. Now, the other thing with the Dallas Mavericks is Brandon Wright is playing serious minutes at the four, and I think that becomes a serious issue in the NBA playoffs because Brandon Wright is a guy who has toiled. Toiled would be the word, Brennan. Word of the day, toiled yeah. in the NBA and never been able to find a consistent role. He spent four years in Golden State and just sucked. Then he went to the Nets for a year. He couldn't even get on the court. Avery just screamed at him. Mm-hmm. Brandon! What just, are you doing? Just terrible. Hey, now he goes to the Dallas Mavericks and all of a sudden Rick Carlisle finds a way to get him in the lineup and get him some serious minutes and Brandon Wright's producing. Yeah. And the Now thing- what happens when Pau Gasol goes ahead and just stomps on him? Yeah. That's what's going to happen, like a little bug. Just going to right out of the See air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing you're, I look at on this roster is how bad is E.G. on Leon? <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy that was just the chairman, the chairman of the NBA, uh, who is a, a top draft pick back in the day. He bounced around from the the Nets to the Bucks, and it's it's just he's supposed to be a seven footer, amazing athleticism, shoots the jump shot, plays defense, and never showed any of this stuff that I just talked about. Well, you got stuck with the Bucks. Yes, and the Bucks. even and worse, yeah. Scott Skiles got hired as the head coach of yep. the Milwaukee Bucks, which pretty much ended Yi Jilong's career. Yi Jiling? Yi Jiling. I never took the time to learn his name. Yeah. It pretty much ended Yi's career up there in Milwaukee because Scott Skiles is never going to put him on the court because Yi Jiling, if it's not a chair in the middle of the key, he can't defend it. Yeah. And this Period. is a guy who's a top draft pick that has just disappeared. Oh, yeah. Doesn't even play minutes. Doesn't play minutes. Brandon Wright's playing every dude. Come on. Come on, dude. Well, and you're going to have Ian Mahimi. Uh, and that's this is what I'm saying, is I think the Lakers, just based on pure size, are going to be able to beat the Mavericks. And oh. I think they beat them in six games. I, I probably agree. I agree with that assessment. Just You got Brenda Haywood out there who isn't good. Not good at all. Uh, they've been getting Ian Mahimi Nimi. Now, Mahimi Nimi, he had a pretty good postseason last year, too. Yeah. You know, Mahimi Nimi. He's been surprising some people, but I don't think he can D up Andrew Bynum, who's having 
Well, he can D him up out on the three-point line. Well, he, can probably he just can't guard him on the block. No. But Stop him. Great, great perimeter defender on center. Andrew Bynum is the <laughs> three-point specialist for those Lakers now. So, Well, and you're, you're looking at the Lakers right now, and you got Ramon Sessions, who's been scoring pretty well and uh, commanding the offense, they, while sitting Kobe Bryant right now, which is something smart. you, you got to look at. You're, you smart. Come in, you're coming back to the playoffs with fresh Kobe. Smart. Some fresh Cobes. Smart. Uh, really one of the best moves I think the Lakers made all that's year. That's a great idea. Uh, Ron Artest is back to being Ron Artest, it seems like, for the moment being. You mean Meta World Peace is back to being Ron Artest? Yes, that's what I mean. Okay. So Meta World Peace is now transformed back into that Ron Artest that scores 20 points a game. Uh, he's had three 20-point games the past four games. Transformers more than meets the eye. Bizarre. Transformers, one. robots in disguise. Uh, you got Autobots fight to <sighs> destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Thank you. You're welcome. Go this. ahead and go back to your Ron Artest monologue. I wasn't. I was actually done with it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But you then said you got, transform. That's a magic word. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't you know? And then you had you had last night against the Nuggets. You had Matt Barnes going for 24 and 10. Oh my lord. What happened there? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Danilo Gallinari playing defense is what yeah. happened right there. Uh, Andrew Bynum just put up 30 points. Three-point specialist. Yeah, put up 30. Adding a new element to his uh, game. You really got to look at what is the weak point of the Lakers here is their bench. Yes. When you don't have Kobe on the floor and Powell's sitting, or Bynum, say Bynum or Powell getting into foul trouble, which is possible. It happens. Then coming off the bench, you have Josh McBob, who he, he shows some flashes, but I hate him at the, in the same tense <laughs> because... He doesn't like to get rebounds and bring them back down. Nope. He has this tendency like to give it a one-handed push back up at the basket, try to get a, get a little tip in, and he never gets it, ever. I don't well, get and it. the bigger problem with the Lakers, Brennan, past Josh McRoberts is their backup point guard play. Yeah. Oh, Steve Blake has been a terrible signing for him. Although he did make a great decision in that victory over the Spurs towards the end of the game, and you tweeted this video yeah. at me onto the West Coast Bias Sports Show Twitter feed, at WCB Show. Andrew Bynum on the three-point line, three-point specialist. He's in his hot spot over there on the left elbow extended, and he's he's looking for the three. He's looking mm-hmm. for the trade to end the game. You know, they're up uh, th- 12, 14 points or something. Yeah, it's over. Andrew's looking for another, you know, crunch time three, and Steve Blake went passing the ball, so Andrew ran over there and tried to steal it from him. I mean, literally <laughs> ran over, and he's like, a, oh, it's It's terrible. a funny clip, but and I, when I watch the games, I like to go on the Twitter feed and just you, you type in the hashtag of one of the teams and see what's going on. Uh, something I've seen Laker fans talk about is, where's Goudlock? Where's Goudlock? <laughs> it's like, dude, I mean, I appreciate the the Charles College of Charleston product as much as anyone else, but Andrew Goudlock is not going to be the answer. No. I'm sorry, dude, but that's yeah, just not it. Steve Blake is still is still better than Andrew Goudlock, or Darius Morris for that fact. Uh, and then, But yeah, I mean, you look at their offseason signings, of which you were like, hey, just wait, just wait, just wait. It's I like McRoberts. It's going to pan out. It's going to pan out. Josh McRoberts has had flashes of where he's been decent, but then you also have uh, the horse face killer in Troy Murphy. Very long in the face and long in game as well because uh, really all he can do anymore is maybe hit a jump shot here and there. But other than that, no. Uh, Troy Murphy, he's a, he's a guy with back problems who's never been that athletic. And just hasn't. What happened there? A uh, guy calling, looking for the Domino's number. No, not us. Is this Domino's? Well, do you have Domino's number? 
Yeah, Bob Marley. It's like, Domino's. no, bro, I don't got Domino's' number. Get out of here. But yeah, I was talking about Troy Murphy, a guy. Who... They're gonna call back. <laughs> I guarantee it. You're talking about Troy Murphy, a guy with uh, no game left, really. No, and Brandon, we talked about this before, and I think we might actually mention it on the show. Uh, Troy Murphy, big white center, not been athletic his whole career, never has been. Even back in Notre Dame, never an athletic guy. Nope. Can stretch the court, shoot threes. Man, then he comes down with that back injury. That's got to be uh, red flag number one for a uh, big, unathletic white center. Power forward type. I mean, and and you know? he, his threes kind of left him a little bit, too. Not as reliable as no. he used to be. Brendan, the Lakers are the third best home team in yeah. the NBA. They're 24 and 6 at home. So the home court advantage is going to be great for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it really matters. I think they beat Dallas. I, I, I think, think so, I think too. They handedly get them. The, Especially the, with the healthy Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, right now he's playing up that he's got this big shin problem. Kobe Bryant ain't got no shin. He's trying to take a rest. Okay, you know? Let's just sit out into the end of the season, relax a little bit, maybe call up the German doctor, get some pointers. You got Domino's' number? <laughs> and, and the Lakers do I'm leave that, for that five, five, five. There's not even a Domino's in Missoula or in Dillon. No, there's not. Yeah, so what are you doing, bro? I don't know. That's what we call a crank call, Brennan. Is that what that is? Yep. Anyway, so you got the Lakers who lead the series 3 0. Yeah. The season. Yeah. And those have been very telling games as well. Um, but yeah, so that'll be, I think, a Lakers win there. The most interesting matchup so far in the West Coast or the Western uh, Conference playoff matchup this right now? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, the four versus five right now is the Clippers Grizzlies. Ooh. And you're getting uh, just a interesting mix of, t- of players and talent here. You got the Grizzlies who last, last year in the playoffs just. Killed people. Yeah. Without Rudy Gay. Yeah. And you got the Clippers who are surging, a very flash and possessed team that really, I don't know, is it style over substance or with this team, but it's, it'll be interesting to see. You got Mike Conley, who is a great defensive point guard, very quick. Uh, he shoots the three pretty well. Versus Chris Paul, one of the best point guards in the NBA. Uh, very. Mm, he might have taken that mantle back, Brennan. You think so? He might have taken He's it back. He's back to the top spot. I think he might have. Possibly. I'm sorry, man. I watched him close out the Thunder in in OKC the other day. I think I think he's the best game manager. Oh yeah, for by sure. far. And you know he has to be. And this is yeah overlooked outside of Los Angeles because Vinny Del Negro is one of the worst coaches in the NBA. He's not good. No. And Chris Paul runs that show. And I saw Chris. I even grabbed you and pulled you out there because yep. he was chewing Reggie Evans's butt. Yep. Something fierce on the sideline. I mean, he was really laying into him, giving him the business. And Reggie kind of looked like uh, that, you know, the, the the son who gets yelled at. He mm-hmm. kind of put his head down and, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> you know, Reggie, I told you. And I've read his lips. He said, Reggie, I've told you. I've told you. I've told you. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. When you look at this team, they uh, they recently traded for Swaggy P. Mm, Nick who's Sw- Swaggy P? Nick Young. Oh, Swaggy P. <laughs> his Twitter handle Swaggy P. And Makes no sense. Nick Young's a chucker. Oh, a notorious checker. Of the finest sorts. Uh, doesn't pass the ball ever. But I think he works really well for this team right now. Because Well, he's better than Randy Foy. Yeah, I know. He's better than Randy Foy. Well, yeah, he's better than Randy Foy. And he's got good size, about 6'7". Uh, you know, he's he's going to knock down shots where he's going to hit the lane every once in a while. Uh, they got Karan Butler. Yeah, Karan's looked a little rough. He, he's he's, lo- he's, he's had a his, little long in the tooth. He's had better I mean. years. Yeah. Um, and that's the four. You got Blake Griffin, who doesn't play any defense. Uh, he's a guy that, in my opinion, he's dropped in my 
my book a little bit this year. I've been oh. watching him play a little bit. Oh, everybody loves to just go on Blake Griffin. Just, oh, he's so amazing because of the dunks, man. The dunks are flashy and they're great, but the- he gives you the highlight plays, and you got to remember, the NBA fans. There's not a lot of true NBA fans no. out there that watch the whole 48 minutes. It's a lot of generalized NBA fans who just watch the Sports Center highlights. And if you just watch the Sports Center highlights, Blake oh, Griffin's Greg, probably your favorite player. Looking great. Probably your favorite player. The dude doesn't play a lick of D. Nope. Um, doesn't have his post game is really, really super raw. I was gonna say raw, un unrefined would be right another. now. It will. Right now, you look at him, and he kind of relies in the post. If there is any post game, it's all athletic moves, quick, quick moves, and trying to get the ball as close to the basket so I don't have to throw it in. Hey, he loves doing that face up and then take out the dribble. Yeah, because you know he's, he's uh, he apparently worked on a jump shot this offseason. He his jump shot's terrible. He can't hit the 19 footer. No, no, can't hit the 12 footer. It would be it would be okay if they still had a guy like Chris Kamen in the middle. It'd be great, but they've got DeAndre Jordan in the middle who has. Much, much less of an offensive game. That's saying it lightly. DeAndre Jordan is the most raw starting center in the NBA right now. I wouldn't even say he's raw. I just think he's a terrible offensive player. He is. He's terrible. And like his Tyson game... Chandler is yeah. a much better offensive player than that's, DeAndre that's Jordan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, DeAndre Jordan's uh, only offensive move he can't even is, run a pick and roll with the guy. Is the dunk. He's got the, a, the lob dunk. He's got a great dunk shot. Not even the traffic dunk on no. his own accord. We're talking about the lob dunk. Yes. Like Chris Paul do all the work and then you just, Woo! yep, exactly. Lobbed up there through long gangly arms. He's a terrible free throw shooter. Uh, has always been a terrible free throw shooter. Texas oh, yeah. A&M was a terrible free throw shooter and it hasn't shown a whole lot of improvement. No. Uh, he's, he can block shots for you defensively. He can get that. He's not a very high IQ guy by any means, but he's Blake Griffin's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. And the Clippers are without uh, Chauncey Billups. Which is a big, big, big it, deal. It's a bigger deal than you'd really think. Because with the Grizzlies right now, you're looking at their team. they got Tony Allen, who is a he's – he's like a 6'4 shooting guard, but he plays lockdown defense. He's been there before a ton of times. And he'll let people know. they got Zach Randolph, who's a guy who's – you know, not exactly a vet in the playoffs a ton of times, but he's a guy who has been around for a very long time. Oh, he's a vet after last year. He's a vet after last year for sure. But and you're looking at him, and he's going to pull down boards. He's going to hit shots for you, and it's 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 interesting to see. And they got Marcus Hall who's playing out of his mind on the Grizzlies as well. So, if the NBA Defensive Player of the Year award excluded big men, Tony Allen would win the award hands down, run away. He is that good defensively. And I think really what's going to be interesting for me is I'm wondering what defensively Memphis is going to do to match up with the Clippers. Because if I was Lionel Hollins, I would put Tony Allen on Chris Paul. He's that good defensively. He's one of the few people in the league who can shut Kobe Bryant down. Absolutely shut him down, big man. Shut him down. So I'm interested to see if they don't cross-match. Because you can get away with Mike Conley guarding... Oh, of course it was. You can get away with Mike Conley guarding Swaggy P or Randy Foy defensively. Mm. I mean, he's a pretty good defender, but Tony Allen, he is out of this world defensively. And if you could put him on Chris Paul and really just impede the progress of the Clippers, you take away Chris Paul. That hurts their team. That hurts their Hurts flow. their team? Kills They're their done. Team. Yeah. They're done. If Chris Paul can't run the show, if Tony Allen's just making his life a nightmare, nightmare old trick-or-treat Tony Allen. I mean, 
Tony Tony Allen a ski mask. You, know, you take you take Tony Allen what he gives you defensively and whatever he gives you offensively is just found money. Great, fine, yep. awesome, good, yep. good found for you, money. Tony. Yep. And if they have Rudy Gay going this year too, awesome. Tony Allen's offensive game is kind of like when you put that sweatshirt on you haven't worn in a while and you reach in the pocket and you find like thirty eight dollars. What the heck? You're like, oh my lord, rich. I just found thirty eight dollars. Today's awesome. a great day. That's found, Tony Allen's offensive game. I just found Tony Allen on an easy layup. Yeah, I mean, oh. really. But that's going to be an interesting series, and uh, don't overlook the fact the Grizzlies are 13-17 and 17 on the road. Yep. So they're two games behind the Clippers right now, and they would absolutely love to be able to get up to that four spot because they're not very good on the road. No. Obviously, they've got that great home crowd in Memphis, just packed to the brim, 20,000 every night, screaming dr- Grizzly fans. How can I Memphis? How can I put my feet on, on the ground? How can I Memphis? What I just said was sarcastic. Memphis can't support a basketball team. No. If they can't support this team no. with a great top seven, then they can't support any team. I, I really, I think, honestly, this is the most prone for an upset here, and it's going to shock a lot of those uh, uh, very common NBA fans that the Clippers get bounced so quickly with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. But I, I can definitely see it happening just because uh, just top to bottom, like if you're looking at the top seven of each team, I really like Memphis. Oh, yeah. Um. You got juice off the bench, OJ Mayo. The, the juice is loose. He'll give you some really uh, – he'll, he'll knock down shots for you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a high IQ guy. He's a little undersized of the two, but he's a great offensive player. At the three, you got Rudy Gay, who's going to play pretty much the whole game. And at the four, you got Zebo, who's being backed up by Maurice Spates, who honestly, he's he's a great backup for you. Mm-hmm. And he's he started most of the season and had some pretty good games for him. Yeah, because Zebo's coming off that injury. Don't yeah. overlook it. And you got Marcus Saul, who is killing it offensively, defensively, killing it. He's a big guy. He's a seven footer with great size, good arms, uh, a great post game. Be an interesting matchup. And keep in mind with the NBA playoffs, uh, these teams that get up and down, they get in the open court, uh, they tend to get bounced. Yeah. It's... The NBA playoffs is a half-court game, and your half-court defense becomes even more omnipresent than it was during the regular season. And a team like Memphis, who absolutely locks you up, they only average, they only give up about 94 points a game, That's they're going to be a tough out in the NBA playoffs. And what scares me even worse if I'm a Clippers fan is two minutes left. You're down one point, and Vinny Del Negro is out of timeouts. Because it will happen at least once in the playoffs. I yep. can guarantee it right now. <laughs> that he will be out of timeouts in a close ball game where you could really, really, really need to you know, advance the ball to half court so you can get a nice jump shot with about two seconds left on the clock, and Vinny won't have any timeouts. It will happen. Yeah, it will. And it'll be interesting to see what Chris Paul does to fix Vinny Del Negro in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, uh, do you want to do a passing mention on the fighting for the eighth seed? Uh, which conference? In the West. Yeah. Um, you got the Suns and the Jazz. I think the Jazz are done. You Put a fork the in them. Toast. They're four and six in their last ten. Uh, they're actually one of the few teams in the. T- they're the only team in the top ten in either conference that has a point differential of zero. That's amazing. Zero. That's amazing. Through the season, they have scored as many points as they have allowed. Zero. <laughs> they got. That's mind blowing. It's almost impossible. They got six games left. Zero. <laughs> that's. I don't get that at all. <laughs> Uh, four, four home, two away. Oh, the Jazz are ten and twenty-one on the road. Yeah, holy they're, crap! They're a terrible road team. <laughs> that was, that was they're good. done. They are a terrible road team. They have two games uh, away and four home, which is good for them. Yeah, great for them because they have one of the best home crowds in the NBA. Uh, and by that I mean they are 
fans are vicious. Very vicious. Vicious. Yeah, they're mean-spirited. Awful. Mean-spirited. Mean. 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 Yeah. And so that, that's something they do have going for them. They have, you know, probably two more forwards than they need on that team. And I would enough, I would say so. And not enough guards. Enos Cantor can't even get playing time on that team. Yeah. So what you've got going on for the eighth spot is you've got four teams that could slide in there. You've got the Houston Rockets at 32-27, and 27, currently sitting in the seventh spot. We hit the them. Denver Nuggets sitting in the eighth spot, already profiled. And then the 31-28 and 28 Phoenix Suns. I love it. Steve I Nash has it. put the Suns on his back. <laughs> well, they don't belong here. No, they don't. But Nothing. And West Coast Bias fans, if you've ever listened to Alvin Gentry talk. No, no, no. Alvin Gentry. That's not like he's a Carolina ball. You would guess that that is all an act. And I did too. Yeah. He sounds like he's from the 30s. I thought it was a joke. Now, listen how. Steve Nash, we're going to run a peck and roll. But, yeah, I'm trying to head Joe Dudley in the corner for a threat. I thought it was a joke. I thought that was all an act. I met Alvin Gentry. That's not an act. That's how he talks. That's how he talks. That's how he talks. That is how he talks. That's a real thing. Yeah. But they're 31-28. Brennan, what do they got left? They have seven games left, five games at home, only two games away. Uh, Six of those games, however, are against plus 500 teams. Ooh, tough schedule left. So and, only averaging ninety eight points this year, and, and I mean that that offense is is different because Steve Nash he is a sco- he scores for them, but he's not a scorer. Um, he finds everybody else. He feeds everybody else. Yep, Marcin Gortat, who Polish pivot, the Polish pivot, who has been actually pretty good on offense this year. He's had a couple thirty point games, which is surprising. He gets a lot of boards. He blocks shots. He hustles. He benefits a lot from a Steve Nash pick and roll. Oh, loves that pick and roll. Yeah. Um, at the two, they kind of got a mix match of uh, Shannon Brown and Michael Red. Oh yeah, the Red Man. I don't know. Um, at the three, they pretty much exclusively rock uh, the duo of Jared Dudley and Grant Hill. But Grant Hill has a knee injury and doesn't look he's like he's going to make it back. No. So a lot of duds. A lot, a lot of Jared duds. Dudley, who's uh, taken a step back three point shooting wise this year. The four spot on the Suns is the interesting thing. Yeah, because you've got Channing Fry. Backed up by Hakeem Warwick? Hakeem, well, actually, Markeith even, Morris. Yeah, Markeith Morris, because Hakeem doesn't even get out the bench anymore. No. Hakeem Warwick, who's notoriously one of those guys who has a great dunk shot and nothing else. All right. Now, before we close out the NBA playoff preview here, Brendan, yeah. we, would be, we would not be NBA fans if we did not mention the Charlotte Bobcats. Because right now, they are having one of the worst seasons oh, in recent gosh. history. Yes. They're 7-51. and 51. <laughs> They're a full 37 and a half games back mm-hmm. of the Bulls. A dazzling 4 and 23 record at home. But that's only outdone by being 3 and 28 on the road. They're 1 and 12 in the division. Their point differential is negative 13.4. They're 0 and 10 in their last 10. They're actually 0 and 15 in their last 15. They've lost 15 games in a row, Brennan. <laughs> I mean, someone give Paul Silas the message, dude, you don't got to tank anymore. You got it, dude. You, you got, got the locked. first place locked up by hard. The first place in the lottery by seven games. Go ahead and quit tanking. Hard. You don't need to lose twenty-two games to end the season here. It's just, it's, Fifteen games in a row, they've lost. It's such a terrible team. Oh, they're horrendous. Top, I mean, just looking at the roster, they have uh, Kemba Walker, who's a scoring six-foot-one point guard. You got DJ Augustine, who's the same thing. Um, Bismack Biombo might be your uh, 
your cornerstone, I guess. You gave Tyrus Thomas like $43 million. And Tyrus and, Thomas, who used to be 245 pounds, now weighs 210 pounds. Yeah, and he was already skinny for a power forward, another LSU guy. But now he's lost so much weight that he's actually getting burned at the three. Yeah. Oh, they, they are horrendous. Brandon, 15 games in a row they've lost. They've got a negative 13.4 point differential. Just think about that. They give up 102 points a game, and, and they don't even score 90. Their starting center is Byron Mullins. Uh, I think Bismack is actually taking the start. Did you take job. it? Yeah. Who are they run at the four? Uh, DJ White gets a lot of burn at the four. That's not, yeah. yeah. There you go. DJ White. DJ White. Who? And then Byron, Byron Mullins. Byron Mullins comes off. He plays a lot of four, but he's a, a an Andrew Bynum three-point specialist, except he, he can actually shoot the ball, and uh, his kind teammates of. aren't pa- scared to pass him the ball on the yeah. perimeter. Yeah. Right. But that's the NBA playoff preview, the very early NBA playoff preview. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you abreast to all the current knowledge and uh, information coming. I'm sure we'll be doing a show at the beginning of next week, yep. and we'll be able to give you an even better picture of what's going to happen in the NBA playoffs. Just keep in mind that the NBA playoffs – are the absolute best thing that happen every year. You get a month and a half of absolute balls-to-the-wall NBA playoff basketball. It's the Everyone best. trying hard. Yeah, it's the best. Great intensity, good crowds, awesome. It is the best. Love to watch it. All right, Brennan, we might as well wind it down a little Ugh, bit here. I'm all, I'm all worked up anyway, so probably hit the hot chick of the night. Oh, yeah. The hot chick of the night, as usual, on the West Coast Bias Sports Show. Mm-hmm. We talk sports for a couple hours, and we got to give you a little honey. Hot chick. A little honey to end that night. Brendan, tonight was your pick on the hot chick of the night. Sure was. Did you reach way back and grab a little something that's going to surprise the West Coast Bias fans? Well, it's actually something that's because of a, a movie coming out soon. Oh. One from our childhood that one of those movies, uh, series that we all watched and was like, meh. This was pretty good. But people three years older than us, it really struck a note with them. Oh, they loved that one. Really struck a note with them. Um, Born September 19th, 1988, Katrina Bowden. Katrina Bowden. Any relation to Bobby Bowden? I don't think so. Okay. She's five foot nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that. Uh, She attended the now defunct St. Thomas More School in Midland Park, New Jersey, Jordan. Like that, I guess, for her grammar and middle school education. She later attended Immaculate Heart Academy in Township of Washington, <laughs> Bergen County, New Jersey. Yes. She was born in New Jersey, right? Born in Jersey. So she is a fist pumper. Yep, liking yep. that. Uh, she's, I guess, known for a short role as Brittany Jennings on One Life to Live in 2006 and for a role of Carrie in 30 Rock. Now, Brennan, her first credited appearance mm-hmm. actually came in 2005. Right. And it came because her boyfriend of the last two years is a guy by the name of Ben Jorgensen, who is a pop rocker, okay? His band's name is Armor for Sleep. They actually got engaged January 28th this year. Anyways, Ben is a big, apparently friends with the band Fall Out Boy. Mm -hmm. Katrina's first role was actually in the music video Dance Dance for Fall Out Boy back in 2005. (laughs) Uh, No idea what she did there, but I can tell you that Dance Dance was on a Madden soundtrack at some point in my childhood. Yeah, she's hot. 
In 2006, she appeared on the TV show As You Chronicled of One Life to Live. With a rabid fan base, she played Britney. Parlayed that role into the NBA, NBC comedy hit 30 Rock as the sexy assistant. Carrie? Yeah. Now, uh, Brandon, I wanted to find some uh, film credits. I like telling people, you know, hey, you can see Katrina Bowden in this film or that film. Um, done a lot of crap. No yes. other way to put it. She's been in six movies and three of them have gone direct to DVD. Yep. Which is code for crap. Crap to crap. This year, you can see her in some huge mega smash movies that are coming out. American Reunion. That is actually what you were talking about. A big movie. It is. Okay. I, I mean, I'll probably watch it. No, I haven't seen American Wedding, so I might have to backtrack. Watch that first. <laughs> is that movie just being made because nobody other than uh, the girl who's on How I Met Your Mother did anything with her career? Yeah, Chris Klein really is just, you know, I thought Chris Klein. I saw, I saw the first American Pie. I was like, Chris Klein, future star. Future star. Oh, Stifler. <laughs> He's going to have a big comedy career. Future star. No. Um, Allison Hannigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, you can also catch her in Piranha 3DD, which you actually told me is... It's actually called Piranha 3DD. Unbelievable. And the one that caught my eye, Nurse 3D. Now, friend and I know you haven't heard of Nurse 3D. Sure haven't. So I copied down the synopsis for you. Abby Russell, who's played by Paz de la Huerta... Who is not Katrina Bowden. Okay? Nope. So don't think that the main character is Katrina Bowden when you go spend $12 for the 3D ticket here. Abby Russell is a dedicated nurse during the day. By night, her true side comes out. She uses her sexuality to lure cheating men into their brutal deaths. Uh, we're still unclear on what role Katrina Bowden's playing in She's this in shenanigans. She's there. Uh, but apparently, apparently big, big budget film there. But either way, in April 2011... <laughs> Katrina Bowden was voted Esquire Magazine's sexiest woman alive. And she is she is sexy. Very good looking. You would say that. Long yeah. hair. She's got some photo shoot with Esquire. She's just in panties. And awesome. It's, it's, it's pretty, a good photo shoot. Pretty, pretty good looking. It's a good read. Pretty good looking. Brennan, I think a good poll by you uh-huh. on Hot Chicken Lemon. I think so. And it's getting harder. It is. So hit oh. up the uh, WCB Show Twitter account, at WCB Show, and send in some suggestions because this is really becoming a tedious task to try to find a Hot Chicken of the Night every night. Yeah, oh, totally. You know, I'm I'm really reaching for straws here. <laughs> I got to do it on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, get excited for that. Get unbelievable. Ah, so that's the hot chick of the night. Uh, what's the hashtag on that? Hashtag HCOTN. Love that. Tweet about it. Let's get it trending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what another show here? Here's a Lionel. Brennan, Lionel actually owes uh, $1.1 million in back taxes the IRS. Well, I heard he uh, co-wrote uh, We Are the World with Michael Jackson. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, Brennan, have you noticed the uh, sign in the back of the studio here? The K-E dollar sign, ha, neon green bandana. Yeah, something happened uh, in the studio here. And Brennan, you work here. Yeah, I do. So I thought you would know. No clue. But there are a bunch of band posters now. We got a Metallica, the Beatles. Angels and Airwaves. And now today, those were the three posters here last time we did yep. the show. Today, a Kesha poster has shown up. And not a Kesha poster with like her like flaunting her body. This is just a, a it's a bandana, a, a bright green cheetah print bandana. Is that a bandana? It's a bandana. I might have to come down. 
It's a bandana. It is green. Neon green. Neon green. Daryl Juden car green. Yeah. Apple teeny green. Apple teeny green. Executive K-E producer. K dollar sign ha, and it's just K's and dollar signs in each corner. I think that would look pretty good on my head with my West Coast bias tank top. Really? Just saying. I hope we don't have a fire anywhere near where we're wearing that. <laughs> just warning you right now. So, we are, we are winding down the show here. Uh, what we're going to be watching this weekend, and probably Monday as well. Tomorrow, Got Mad some, Men. Yes. Oof. Uh, you know, throwing darts, as usual. Awesome. Mad Men has been an incredible series. And also, Brandon, what I'm more looking forward to than Mad Men, which is rare. Mm-hmm. The series finale. Is it the series finale? Series finale. Wow. Of Eastbound and Down. Great. Oh, such a great series. Yep. Kenny Powers. Uh, I'm just a man who's changed. So who's ready to party with Kenny Powers? <laughs> uh, series finale tomorrow, which is it's sad, but uh, if you want to relive Eastbound and Down, I do have the other two seasons on DVD. I like that. Just mention it. Uh, Game of Thrones on Monday. On Monday, which for you? If, okay, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, I'm not into that crap. The no. witches and Warcraft. I've never read a Harry Potter book. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. But Game of Thrones is good. The only problem is that I have literally no idea what the characters' names are. I, I couldn't tell you one character. Oragath of Santamore. Yeah, I knew I Ned. No I knew idea. Ned Stark, and then they chopped his head off yep. the first season. Now I, I I don't know any of their names. No. No, I have no None idea. None of them. No idea. No. If you describe them to me, oh, the oh chick, yeah, chick with blonde hair. Yeah. Okay, cool. I yeah. got that. She has dragons. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, awesome. I, I, I know who the characters are. I just I couldn't name them. They all got ridiculous P- names. Peter Dinklage. I know him. Oh. So I know the actor. Other stuff on Monday, Brennan. The series finale, I believe, or it might be the show before the series finale. What something? It's close. Of your series, House. Winding down. One of your favorite shows. And they've been they've been gimping along this season, trying to find stories. Mailed it in. They really mailed in the last season because they lost uh, they lost their female lead, which sucked for them. Not Olivia Wilde, but they lost her as well. Uh, Olivia Munn. No. Oh, she wasn't in that. No. Uh, they, so, and Olivia Wilde apparently is returning for the season finale. OMG! I'm excited. I bet you are. I'm excited for that. Uh, How I Met Your Mother is also on Monday. And uh, How I Met Your Mother is actually good too. Uh, it's a good show. Give it a shot. Yeah, it's on. It's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, since it's streaming, uh, I think like five seasons are on there. Yeah, enough maybe. enough to really get you through the. Night. It's awesome. It's great. Sure. It's entertaining. Hilarious. Uh, and then probably just a lot of basketball will be. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. uh, Brennan, we're 20 minutes, 20 seconds away here from the end of the show. Uh, what you drinking tonight? Ah, probably bear. Bear. All right, bear. we got bear. We got a bunch of IPAs from uh, some brewery in Missoula. Like that. Uh, I'd give you a shout out, but I can't seem to remember what the brewery was. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, this has been West Coast Bias. I'm Brennan Juden. And I'm Jordan Featherman. Drink safely. And we're back to the man cave.